Good evening and welcome to The Rabin Report. I'm your host, Elliot Rabin, so get ready to get triggered. And welcome to the Robin Report's second ever summer special. There's sound. There's sound? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Elliot Robin, and I'm your host with the most. As you might have heard in our intro, and with me, I have part of our expert panel for the only time this summer, Adam and Daniel. How are you guys? We're, we're, doing, we're doing good. We're, we're doing we're good. We're doing fabulous. It's, uh, we're thriving, surviving. Yeah, we're embracing know. the hot weather, and we're going to get hotter with it. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In all, in all forms. Oh, God. <laughs> Sounds good. So, um, unfortunately, Marshall got tied up with an election campaign last minute and couldn't make it. However, we've got three special guests in studio with us. Uh, Christina, who's been on the show before, uh, Jaquan, and Marshall's last-minute replacement, Will. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. Yeah, so Thank happy you. to Thank be you here. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here, guys. Uh, so... Today, we're doing a live election summer special right on election night. Now, this is definitely our biggest show ever, and we're not going to want to, and you're not going to want to miss it. In this jam packed three hour show, we'll be talking everything from the current state of Ontario to party platforms and what the impact of this election will mean for Ontario. Now, on top of that, We've got some pre-recorded streeter segments, which hopefully will work because for some reason the uh, promo didn't work, but we'll figure that out. Um, and we'll also be reading your live Facebook comments on air. And thanks to our gracious sponsors, we'll be giving away a special prize uh, at around 9, 8.30, 9, 9.30, 10. So three special prizes you'll only be able to win by watching and commenting on the show. The grand prize is going to the person who's commented the most. All right? So uh, today's show... Actually, before we get into it, uh, I do have to give a very special thank you to Lori Beckstead, Sean Haswell, uh, and Kevin Konarzewski for making this happen. Without those three Ryerson faculty members, this show would not have been possible. Uh, specifically to Kevin Konarzewski, I really want to give a big thank you because the amount of help and support he's given me um, to setting up the studio and getting everything to work uh, is just incredible. And he's the type of person who makes me feel so lucky to be in such a program uh, like RTA at Ryerson. So thank you, Kevin. Hopefully you're watching because your efforts are greatly appreciated. Um, and speaking of Ryerson, the opinions expressed on this show are not those of Ryerson or Ryerson faculty and are only those of the individual commentators. That goes for our sponsors as well. None of them have any political affiliation, so they are politically neutral. Now, today's show will be a bit different in terms of format. Usually we'd have a five-minute recap of the week, followed by our main topic. This episode will be divided into sections, from voter awareness to the party leaders, platforms, and biggest issues facing Ontario. Throughout, we'll also be playing some pre-recorded interviews that Marshall, Adam, and Daniel have done, and once again handing out those prizes. Note on Marshall, by the way, he might be calling in. Now, let's begin by recapping everyone's summers. Christina, why don't we start with you uh, and tell us a little about yourself as well. Okay. Um, I just finished my third year at McMaster studying uh, 
combined honors in political science and communication studies. Uh, I'm currently doing an internship at a PR agency for the summer. Um, and really, that's all I've been doing so far this summer. But uh, I am planning a trip. I'm going to Italy in mm. a week and a half. So that'll be fun. Uh, but what part? Um, we're going to a couple places. We're only staying in two. We're going, we're staying in Rome and Naples. So yeah, I've never been to Europe, so it's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. That's awesome. Uh, now, Jaquan, let's move on to you. I don't know. I'm, I'm a student at Carleton University. Uh, I'm in legal studies. For my summer, I'm not really doing much, to be honest. I'm, (laughs) I'm really just taking courses and, you know, just enjoying my summer. Sounds good. And uh, can you tell us a little about yourself as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm in my third year at Carleton. Um, I'm 21. Hello. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. What else can I say? Student lives are boring. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like there's nothing exciting in my life to talk about ever. Oh, my birthday is in two days. Right. Happy early birthday. Happy early birthday. Happy early birthday. Thank you guys. Thank you. Okay. And now, Will, let's move on to you. What's up, guys? Uh, Will Anderson. I host a podcast called the Will of the People podcast, as you can see by this little sticker conveniently placed on my microphone. (laughs) Uh, This summer, I actually just moved into the six, uh, graduated from Ryerson University with a degree in economics and finance. So that's pretty sweet. Um, I've always I haven't always been a political person, but uh, lately I've been really into it, um, following the elections here in Canada pretty closely. And uh, over the summer, you know, I'm just writing a lot of music right now. Um, check me out on SoundCloud at Cringe Daddy. <laughs> That's basically my life right now. Sounds good. And now let's move on to our regulars. Daniel, let's start with you. Um, what have I been doing? Oh, hello, hello, actually. Perfect. And there we go. We're in the green. Sorry. Um, for my summer, I've actually been, I was, uh, recently working at Le Chateau and then I made a, so that's retail, made a drastic change to working labor right now. And I'm trying to make a physical commitment to do something about my body. I feel too scrawny. And, um, in, uh, in terms of, uh, more recently today, I was doing canvassing for Hang Dong and I would like to give out some support for him right now in his, uh, in his uh, writing right now in his election. Um, but yeah, I was canvassing that for today and then spent the whole day on like exploring the city after that. So it's like I'm just enjoying life and just trying to trying to move on, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Fair enough. And now, Adam, how about you? So um, I was a uh, telemarketer for about a month working with a family friend. And now, as uh, as uh, stereotypical as NDP voter gets, as NDP voters get, I'm unemployed. Um, so I'm unemployed for the next two or so weeks, and then I have jumped on the bandwagon of nepotism, and I'm going to start working uh, at the company that my dad works for. Um, not for my dad, but I'm still really grateful to be there, and I'm really excited and looking forward to it. I'm technically in summer school, but it's online, so I don't really feel like I'm in class. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I've just been really, really, really involved in this election. Like I've been, it's been, it's become a little bit of an obsession. Um, but that's about it. Yeah, I wish I joined earlier, like to yeah, volunteer no, uh, more. Would yeah, same here. Good time. Same here. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah. and now um, I'll just say what I've been doing. Um, I've been working three jobs. 
Um, I've been doing. Um, <laughs> okay, make us all look bad. Why don't you? That's, that's fine. I've been doing nothing. It's like Adam can't yeah, keep one. Like, yeah, yeah, Elliot yeah, has like three. I got like, fired from a telemarketing position. Elliot has three jobs. Okay. I've done yeah. telemarketing, so I know the feel. Okay. It's a terrible job. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But um, yeah, so I've been. Um, what the hell have I been doing? I've been doing my photo booth job where I do photo booths at events. Uh, I'm a sales manager property your company which you'll hear about later on the show um and then on top of that just freelance work and now the show um that we've been preparing for a month so that's been my summer yeah, let, um, me, let me let me correct you you've been preparing for <laughs> a month. very very important distinction um like i uh elliot's done a lot for this show he's been in here since 12 o'clock every day yeah like, almost every day if this was a basketball team like yeah. elliot would definitely be LeBron the goat yeah, yeah he'd be lebron michael no, jordan he's been hounding us making sure that we're on top of our game making sure we're confirming our guests like big 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 yeah. hats off to elliot for but putting big ideas for big plans so oh, yeah there you go thank you <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so that's that's really it. But um, now that we've gotten our summers, um, I think it needs to be raised a bit, a bit. more. Yeah. Um, now that we've gotten yeah. our summers out of the way, uh, let's talk about how the world has been during the summer. Like since um, our last episode, you mean? Or? Well, yeah. basically, just um, like that's you know a lot. how yeah how the world has been doing. Let's start with the Toronto van attack, oh. which happened April twenty third. Um, a an individual who is called an intercell, who he calls himself incel. that incel. incel yeah. Sorry, incel. Um, rented a van and ran over ten people in Toronto uh, by Young and Finch. So let's discuss that. Right. The, the original thoughts were, you know, first it was an accident, then people thought it was terrorism. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be technically neither. So unless you consider it terrorism, what's your take, guys? Um, well, a bit of an anecdote, but uh, for some of the survivors, my mom is an occupational therapist, mm-hmm. and she's actually treating three of the survivors. Oh, the, oh wow! So I, th- I think that like it hits really close to home for me. Mm-hmm. Wow! Um, and like, I'm sure that would have like a very like impacting yeah. like effect on like, your mom. Like, yeah, no, for trying sure. to help them. Yeah, you know? no, and like it's it's been like she's been in and out of the ER working with them, and her employees have been in and out of the ERs. Mm-hmm. So I've I've heard a lot about the survivors and what they're going through. Right. Um, yeah, uh, I would consider it terrorism. Um, right. I don't feel ashamed of saying um, that. Would any of you guys like to comment on that? I agree with that. I think there's um, a stereotype or a label on what qualifies as terrorism, but I don't think I would um, disqualify it as terrorism. It was an act of violence against people for some set of beliefs that this guy had. So I don't know. I think it was if not terrorism and act of violence, um, mm-hmm. it was just a really, really awful situation. And it kind of hit the city. Like everybody's really been affected by this because I feel like this isn't something we're used to. I remember like years ago, we used to think that that would never happen here. But exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but well, it's, it's part and parcel of living in a big city, right? Exactly. Exactly. But it shouldn't have to be. And I think it's pretty terrifying to think that like, you know, in Toronto, they're shooting sometimes, but the, the numbers are pretty low, especially compared with other major cities mm-hmm. in the U.S. That's something else we should talk about after, too. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. like, you can you can talk about gun control, which, you know, Canada has definitely done a lot of. Mm-hmm. But you can't do things like knife control and, and van control. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can, you can barricade all of your sidewalks in the whole city, but what does that really tell you about the city, right? It tells you that we're living in fear. Or that we're not safe. Like, that's what some people are going to think then. Yeah, like... but, but at the same time, at, at what point do you ensure that people are safe? How many... 
how many van attacks will there be? And honestly, as someone who just moved to the city, but I've been going here for many years for school and other events, mm -hmm. um, it's pretty terrifying. Like I walk down Young Street every day and uh, there's not barricades even at a place like Young and Dundas Square, which is one of the busiest intersections yeah. in Toronto, even in Canada. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know. I hope that the police and even, you know, the government is doing enough to protect us. But what can they really do? I mean, some some guy with a driver's license went and got a van and it seems like it wasn't a very hard thing to do. It's, it's pretty scary knowing that like anyone with a G or a G1 or something like that could just like or everyone could just really just grab a car and be able to cause so much havoc like that. I wanted to piggyback also on what we were talking about. there, going to. Um, there's like another breaking news thing. I guess like there's just been like a lot of like violent well, crime yeah. happening in Toronto over the past like two weeks. Like, yeah, this is recent. Yeah. Like I just like yesterday I keep seeing it on the news. Like everyone's just using guns and stuff like that. So it's like it's interesting to see like, like if some people are, are have these guns like legally or not because mm. I I don't think that would really change anything like of the crimes. But it's yeah it, yeah. It's, yeah yeah that 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 was really hard, really really hard. I I remember what was like weird for me was I was on campus and I got like the notification from I think it was like CBC or something like that mm -hmm. and it said like van attack and I was just like oh like my immediate thought was like oh like something happened somewhere else and then I saw in Toronto and I was just like like what like what because I think the van attack where the guys had like jumped out with the knives <laughs> and I think in London it was mm -hmm. that that had happened before so my mind was like I immediately went to terrorism I was like what what yeah. what is this? What what's going on? Mm. And especially so close to home, I I, I was, mm -hmm. yeah, it was hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And big shout out to the the police officer who yeah. I'm sure everyone's yeah. seen the video. Yeah. Like, yeah. the kind of courage that that took. I mean, yeah. the guy's like simulating pulling a gun out of his pocket, and mm -hmm. the, you know the cop yeah. had didn't flinch. It was pretty incredible. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. part yeah. of the it's part of uh, Toronto Police's a new initiative to try and like take uh, de-escalate hostage situations without mm -hmm. uh, taking their firearms out. Yeah, and I guess we've seen that like it can be used positively. So. Yeah. Like, well, they've always had trouble with that, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You remember that situation with the guy in the bus? With remember? Sammy Team. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I can't remember his name. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was Sammy something. Sammy Team. Yeah, yeah, Sammy yeah, 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 yeah. So they've yeah. they've always kind of been had to be careful with that. I think that was that's another too aggressive. That's mm -hmm. another breaking news that's also happening. I think the police officer who was in charge of that, like who, yeah, he broke his parole. Yeah, so they added a lot of time to his. Wasn't it like seven more years in it? No. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. break your um, <laughs> but let's 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 move forward to our our next story, which is a big one. Uh, the U.S. has moved its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Um, Spicy. It's uh, been pretty divisive. Yeah. But uh, what's everyone's take on it? Um, Will, let's start with you. Oh wow! Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to start with This is how we treat our special guests. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, foreign policy isn't my strong suit, honestly. I did host a little debate between um, Adam and Aiden O'Connor on my podcast, and they talked about this uh, this actual move, and I got a chance to hear both of their perspectives. And honestly, it's tough because you can't please everyone. Um, I think Donald Trump looks at Israel and thinks that he'd rather be on their side than the Palestinian side, probably for geopolitical and economic reasons, um, even political reasons back home with the the Israeli and also the Jewish population living in the United States, who's a strong base for him. Um, but other than that, like I, I just I'm not informed enough about it to really have a stance on it, and it is really div divisive. I try to stay out of it. Fair enough, uh, Christina. Let's move on yeah. to you. Uh, I'm pretty. I, I kind of feel the same way as well, only because um, I feel like there's been kind of this feeling around the whole subject that, like, 
certain people can't really have an opinion on it or you can't get enough information on it. Um, it is very divisive, and I, and I notice, like, even at, like, school talking about it and whatnot, um, it seems like it's more of a, rather than it being an issue of, um, I don't know how to word it, but it, it seems like it's a, it's a cultural issue right now, at least over here. Um, because obviously we're not immersed in that. That's not something we're actually dealing with. So it seems like sort of uh, from the outside, like from the young people and people who aren't involved in the situation, it seems like it's it's more of a it's more of a cultural divide right now. Um, at least like I know a lot of um, I have some Palestinian friends who are just like devastated by the whole thing, and it's just like it's it's been it, it's hard to to give a, a solid opinion on it only because I feel like I've kind of in the same way as Will sort of stepped back from it only because I don't know enough and I don't want to involve myself in something that's going to throw me into some kind of category. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard subject. No, no, it, it's crazy divisive. Like, yeah. I mean, like I usually just opt out too. Um, I mean, the, the only real opinion I have is I guess I don't really understand um the move like on the global stage like i don't i just don't understand like what the benefit right like necessarily right now would be mm -hmm. because i don't know america's doing the whole like make america great again we're first kind of thing we're not worrying about other countries so i i just don't and and israel's not going anywhere kind of thing and i i just don't understand why right now it was necessary mm. so yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it also seems like an unnecessary interference like right, I don't, yeah. i don't know if the way that I feel, but I don't know if Trump needed to put himself in. Yeah. And that's already an ongoing conflict. I don't know. I mean, this could also just be that I'm uninformed, but. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, though, because like every single presidential candidate or actually president, like after they've taken office or even before their campaign, they've always made that plea that I'm going to move the city. I'm going to move the embassy to Jerusalem as a big statement for for the for Israel. But like. It's like Trump's the first person to actually make that claim mm -hmm. and then actually like um, keep his word on that. Yeah. So that's scary and like it's kind of like not like unrelated, but like obviously some other smaller countries they're gonna like follow suit just out of like American obedience, like to Guatemala. Yeah, exactly. Honduras, Specific. Uh, what are we gonna Paraguay. mention that? A lot of what a lot of lot of lot of sorry, a lot of Latin countries are giving support and not necessarily that it means much like their support, but like they're just trying to like cause problems and make unrest and yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh i'm gonna be brief because i could really take up the whole three hours <laughs> talking about this um basically if you look at history there have been 16 countries that have had embassies in jerusalem and one by one they all moved out because they knew how divisive this issue was um this uh embassy move to jerusalem was passed in the u.s congress in 1995 with a loophole that um, every six months a president could sign a doctrine saying they would propone the move for the next six months. Mm -hmm. And for every six months since 1995, every president has... Just keep doing that? Just kept postponing the move. Yeah. And to me, the uh, um, I think it was Jaquan that was talking about, you know, why did Trump do it? To me, it looks like Trump is really out of people to like him. There are very few <laughs> groups that will like Trump. Mm -hmm. And if he can get the pro-American uh, Israeli or Jewish lobby on his side, then that's a bonus that no other president can, mm -hmm. can have and no other candidate can have. And I think this was the crown jewel of what uh, the American-Israeli um, American lobby was pushing for, was this move of the embassy to Jerusalem. What I don't understand is that... Um, 
you know, if the Jewish people really believe that Jerusalem is the eternal, undivided capital for the Jewish people in Israel, Mm -hmm. why do they need the uh, embassy to validate that? Well, I I would say just, you know, I like to stay neutral during the show, but I'm going to throw my opinion on during the show for everything. (laughs) I think it's just a matter of if everybody else can have their embassy in their capital, why can't the one Jewish state? And I think that's where the issue lies. Like, I think the validation is there too in the sense that like it's it proves that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel and the capital of the Jewish people um, but it doesn't make any sense though like 60 people what? died 60 yeah. Palestinians died well you also have to take in the fact that about 50 of them were Hamas operatives move, move, right? move, but but moving the embassy there would would recognize it to be like um, to recognize as a one-state solution, to recognize that there maybe shouldn't even be a, like a Palestinian Jerusalem it, there. Then. It, well, it caused a lot more conflict than it did good, and all it really did was it converted a consulate into an embassy. I don't really see which that. I, I mean, I personally am like for it, no, but it, like I can see why. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. and there is it, to me, it problems. was just you know unnecessary incitement of violence. Right. And um, it really like I, I said this when I did the debate on Will's podcast. Shout out to the will of the people. Um, when I did this on Will's podcast, my sort of my the thing that I kept repeating was that it really, really put the final nail in the coffin for the two state solution, mm-hmm. which is really bad for me. Yeah, because I, like, I remember like if reading some of the treaties and stuff like most of the propo- most of the ideas proposed um, East and West. Yeah, yeah East, East Jerusalem, Jerusalem to be the capital of the future Palestinian state. Yeah. And that just didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't help. Yeah. So I just. I. I don't. I don't agree with the move. Um. And I get the Palestinian heartbreak, and I get the Israeli. You know, mm-hmm. uh, joy. And uh, but it was unnecessary for me. That's how I see it. Yeah. Personally. Fair enough. And we'll. Uh, we'll definitely be doing an episode all together on the Israeli-Palestinian issue, but not today. <laughs> um. Let's move on to our next. Uh, Bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Our next. Uh. Like. I guess More story. Um. Which is the Iran deal. More Trump. Um, he backed mm, out of the yes. Iran deal. Um, I know, Adam, you weren't too happy about that. No, I was I was pretty upset. So why don't you tell us why? Um, for me, the Iran deal was a guarantee that Iran would not develop its nuclear program and it li- would lift the sanctions off of the Iranian people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the opposition to the Iranian regime always come out like Benjamin Netanyahu, Donald Trump, you know, other Western powers. They always come out and they're like, um, you know, we believe in the spirit of the Iranian people that are being oppressed by the regime. Mm-hmm. And removing the sanctions really would um, remove a lot of that sort of a lot of the barriers for the Iranian people. And um, I think that pulling out of the deal was bad for Trump because it just it didn't make things good. It, um, you know, it put the U.S. in a bad position because now Iran is more, you know, motivated to develop its nuclear program because it doesn't see the means to not enrich its uranium. But I'm hoping the EU will uh, continue the Iran deal and also sort of counterbalance the U.S. pulling out of it. And I think it was another move to more... Um, to more, to sort of please Israel more than do anything else, because Israel was the only really other major opponent of the Iran deal. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah let's so. move on to our guests. Any thoughts on this? What are your What are your takes on on Trump uh, backing out of it? <laughs> um, I, like I said before, I don't know too much about like foreign policy, and, but from what I know, like it it wasn't a very good deal. Like, and from what I saw, a lot of people like defending it. 
they they weren't saying much like in defense of it. They like nobody really had a defense of it. So from what I heard, it wasn't a very good deal. So I, do you think Trump can make a better deal then? Because um, he has that book. <laughs> he wrote the art of the deal. Yeah. yeah. It's if I'm anyone still, can make a deal, it's Trump. Right? I, to, I think to I be was, honest, I was watching his tweets with North Korea, and he's like, "Oh, always know when to back away and stuff like that." He always saying like crazy stuff like oh that. Oh my god! But sorry, no, back to what you're saying. No, no, no. I was saying I'm still waiting on his negotiating skills. To be honest, I right. haven't seen them like full force yet. The, the great negotiator yet, but <laughs> I, you know, I, mean, I go, sorry, he, go ahead. He 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 can still pull through. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, to play devil's advocate, I'm no Trump supporter by any means, but. Uh, there is this theory going around that Trump is constantly playing 4D chess, and a lot of Trump supporters like to throw that around. And to play devil's advocate on the whole North Korea thing, I mean, the Koreans have been at war for how many years now? Like 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, peace talks have not really been going going anywhere. And Donald Trump comes out and says, I have a look, my button is way bigger. We're going to bomb the shit out of that. <laughs> He's saying all this ridiculous stuff. And uh, everyone takes it, as a, takes it as a joke. They see that he's tweeting. He looks like a, an immature guy. But now the, the Korean leaders met. I, I mean, they crossed the borders together symbolically. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Yeah, no, no. That and, is huge. And, you know, the South Korean officials said that this comes down to Donald Trump. We couldn't have done it without him. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, what does that say? I think yeah. he clearly does have some negotiating skills, although his, his antics are quite, uh, yeah. quite strange. Yeah. yeah. And Christina, any thoughts? That. Um, honestly, like everything Adam said, because Adam and I have very aligned <laughs> thinking, so pretty much he's going to take a lot of the words out of my mouth. I'll stay but... quiet. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you talk first in that case. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, kind of agree. It, it's, it's weird. Like, I agree with you. I don't, I don't know if I've seen enough of like the whole negotiation thing. I don't know if I've seen him do anything to me that's like, well, I don't I don't find him impressive. I haven't seen any deals, but I I will agree with the North like the Korean situation because um that is something that to give him credit as much as I hate the guy to give him credit, he made something happen that maybe wasn't going to happen on its own. So, um I mean, yeah. Well, to 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 some extent and I and I think um like this the the um Iran deal like i i still i i think it's it's just it's a weird uh it's weird to me i'm still i just i'm waiting to see what he's done in other places but mm. haven't seen i haven't seen much so yeah i think like part of that was like him well like one of the only defenses i heard of it was him being like or uh, sorry like um pundits and stuff saying that uh, he just wanted to like reverse everything from like the Obama era and anything that was like. Anything yeah, there that... was a joke on Twitter that was like breaking Donald Trump pulls out of the Louisiana purchase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I yeah, I, I feel yeah. that. Which I I don't I think in in most ways isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I think I think it definitely might have just been an extra like jab. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so let's before we go on to our next uh, topic. Um, in terms of news recap, I just want to mention our grand prize that we're giving away is for the person that comments the most. Now, Adam will be reading off the comments. Um, on top of that, uh, our first and second prizes are based on stuff that will be said on the show. 
and that includes the pre-recorded segments. So make sure to listen carefully. I just want to remind the viewers about that, right? Because yeah. we got and, some. And I'm not talking like don't spam the the comment section yeah. here. Like don't try and spell your name without any interruptions. <laughs> like um, yeah, but it's just you know we'll bless you. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were gonna um, yak. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope not. Um, this equipment's expensive, I know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so make sure to be listening, and we'll be asking the question related to it in uh, in a little bit. So uh, to our next topic, Adam, we're going to go back to you because you, you mentioned this, U.S. politics um, in the sense of there have been some uh, elections going on in the mm, U.S. again. Uh, some primaries. Yeah. So the whole, I guess, the whole sort of rally cry of the Democrats now is to try and flip the House and Senate blue in the midterm elections. Mm-hmm. So for the viewers that don't know, every two years there's midterm elections in the United States, and um, they can they can vote different senators that are either retiring or that are running for re-election, blah, blah, blah. Um, and in th- this year, a lot of Republican senators are retiring. So the uh, the Democratic Party is hoping to flip those seats blue to get the... To get control. Yeah, that'll really like help it yeah. impede Trump's progress. To get control of yeah. the, the the Senate back and then get control of the House back. Um, so in the last recent, in the last few elections, um, even smaller just congressional districts in the states, mm-hmm. a lot of seats have been going to uh, Democrats and a lot of seats have been going to very progressive sort of um, landmark Democrats, like the first... Um, black wom- women of some districts, the first openly um, g- gay folks of some districts, um, and different sort of landmark candidates like that. So it's it's very indicative of how the midterms in November are going to go. And uh, that was just uh, something that I was interested in um, in looking at to see how I can predict the midterm elections. So I was just very interested in that. I can't think of any names offhand. Yeah, other than the no sort one, of uh, no one really cares about them on a yeah. first name basis. Yeah, it's than, just more about like yeah. they're getting their vote like that. Like the the two that I can think of was obviously uh, Doug Jones. Mm. Was that's his name? Doug Jones winning the uh, Alabama Senate against Roy Moore, and yeah. um, there was a okay. video that went viral recently of this um, guy giving a deputation in Illinois that was voting on some very anti-gay law saying that he was raised by two moms right and he was sort of giving his uh, backstory on being raised by two moms right and he's now running for that congressional district mm-hmm. so that's um that's, that's the that's, only th- it's pretty shocking yeah that's the only thing that i can it's think funny of. Like, i was actually like, now that we've actually like you've triggered me in one sense but in a good <laughs> way in a very positive way i'd like to um uh personally say to anyone who's celebrating here to happy pride obviously it not only happened like a week ago mm-hmm. but it's weird like i um, I was at the gym the other day and it's like some people were talking about it and specifically they were talking like, and that's why I think it's important for the Ontario election like like some people are very concerned about like the the new sex ed curriculum that's happening for for younger kids right mm-hmm. so the person's criticizing the new sex ed program and he's like I, I really don't think that they should be teaching like homosexuality and stuff like that like in the work in the, in the textbook and I'm like Okay, that's fine. And he's like, and he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, like it's not really okay to be gay. Like, and he actually said that like, pretty out loud, like at the gym. And I'm like, like, I, I was like kind of in shock. And I'm like, how can you like, like just be like that rude, like that openly yeah. rude about that? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I pretty, regardless of someone's like up. what they want to do, like, 
people are just like rude like that and they don't really think about the what they say yeah i know no, uh the campaign if you're mm-hmm. going to the ryerson gym the campaign mm-hmm. is actually run by uh, one of my friends mm-hmm. so shout out to claudia paulak i hope i pronounced that right and that was her campaign yeah so yeah mm-hmm. that was it and then the last uh piece of news and we're gonna rush through this but is trudeau and his pipeline um <laughs> i'm gonna let the guests take this one i've been talking yeah. a lot so <laughs> you guys you guys run through this who'd like to take it first I'll take it first. Go ahead. <laughs> gang, gang, gang. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'll be pretty brief, but um, I think the one thing that bothers me the most on the whole, like the most in the whole situation, is that you know Trudeau had this platform for environment and anti, not anti pipeline, but he, he had this platform that he was kind of. Yeah, had that's this pla- fair. He that's had this fair. platform he was working on and. Now there's the trans. It's the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, and now suddenly that's like this big project we're working on, and it just seems kind of uh, he's contradicting himself um, in what he stands for. I'd say so. That's like the biggest issue for me. And the other thing is it's a bit conflicting because obviously. And this is a reoccurring issue with pipelines is uh, the indigenous communities and building through their reserves. And um, but I have actually, unless I'm wrong, I have seen that there's actually quite a bit of a divide between the indigenous communities because some of them have actually signed off on uh, approval for it and support of it. And then there's obviously uh, another half that are totally opposed to it. So um it is, a, it is a complicated situation. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of... Um, it's a lot of jobs. It's a yeah. lot of... Yes, and it is yeah. a lot of jobs. So that's... A, but I think the, the biggest thing for me is that Trudeau's made this decision that uh, just seems to totally go against what he was saying wouldn't happen. But, but like, um, it's, like, almost yeah. like... It's, like, you're going to stop the inevitable. Like, yeah. It's like, I just feel like then, like, if... Like, like we realize that the, like we have the power to do like crazy projects like that, mm-hmm. but um, not that like, it I, isn't a huge, not that it isn't a huge project. Right. And I don't want to say whether what I'm saying is, is it a very? It could have a very huge, like, yeah, yeah. impactful, like environmental impact if we yeah. don't take care of it properly. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, right. Yeah, I think there's actually an ethical argument in favor of this pipeline. Right. Um, now, I, obviously, I don't think Trudeau did the right thing to let it get to this point where no one wanted to invest their capital in Canada and the government had to step in. I mean, if you look I'll at take. the situation between oh. B.C. and Alberta, you've got environmental radicals like Elizabeth May getting arrested when people are trying to install pipelines or, or scout the ground. I mean, Canada has just been overrun by these radicals who are actually funded by the Saudis, the Russian and the U.S. There's special interest groups that are actually interfering in our elections and, and funding um, special interest groups that are anti-pipeline in Canada. When you look at Canada, we're actually one of the greenest and most environmentally friendly countries in the world, uh, especially oil-producing countries. Oil isn't going anywhere. You know that. I know that. Everyone knows that. We all drive cars. We all heat our homes. It's all based on oil. Oil is even in our plastics. It's in our foods. It's Mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, The fact that people are so anti-pipeline, I mean, what is the alternative? Um, Buying oil from Saudi Arabia, which has horrendous human rights violations, buying it from from America. I mean, the same people who are so anti-Trump are also anti-pipeline. You realize that by being anti-pipeline, you're helping the U.S. oil industry. The the people that are claiming that Russia is interfering in our elections and in U.S. elections are supporting the Russian economy by not supporting Canadian, clean, environmentally friendly oil that will generate so much revenue and income come in Canada that could be used to give indigenous people things like clean drinking water. 
Bam. <laughs> Boom. Jeez. Boom. Jeez. Where's the mic? Hot. <laughs> I just heard Trump rip it off and drop it. Jeez. Wow. Oh, we, we, def- we definitely got to get your take. Passion. We definitely got to get his take I, on the. Um, yeah, Jake, you want to get him I on concur. This? What's that thing? I concur. Oh, oh we definitely want to talk about what's it called? The taxes for aluminum and steel, the trade war that's oh, the, happening oh, the between. Yeah. yeah. Do we have time? Elliot? Not really. Oh. All right. So. I feel, like, um, I feel like there's more at the end. Maybe if we yeah. have a break after. Yeah. Um, so if let's, we've got time later, we'll come back to it. Let's move on to. Um, you know, the polls haven't closed yet, so we're dealing We've with... We've got um, 18 minutes until the polls minutes. close. So, oh, um, my God. <laughs> yeah, 18 minutes till the polls close. So, so since we're waiting Beautiful. for that, um, we're going to talk about, you know, how aware people are. Because based on our interviews that we've done... Um, people really don't know about, you know, the fact that there's an election or whatnot. So we're going to play that, um, and hopefully it works. So just bear with us, okay? Sir, have you heard about the election at all? No. No? You haven't heard about it? Um, have you heard about the election at all? The provincial election? No, no, no. You not at all? Quick question. Have you heard about the election at all? That's okay. You don't need to be a citizen. Excuse me, sir. What have you heard about the election at all? Oh, have you heard sorry. anything about it? No? no? Just wondering if you know anything about the provincial election? Excuse me, sir. Would you like to say anything about no, the thanks. election? Excuse me. Any guys have any thoughts about the election? No, nothing to share? I'm very involved. Perfect. That's good to hear. How, how are you involved? I'm part of, I'm on the board of directors of one of the riding associations. Um, have you heard about the election at all? Yes, I have, but briefly. It's not really promoted a lot mm-hmm. to the youth, especially like on social media. Right. Like all I've been hearing, like saying on YouTube is stuff like about Kathleen Wynne, Doug Forth, and another. Well, honestly, I have not heard much about it. You haven't heard anything about it? No. What have you heard the about provincial it? election. The provincial election, yes. I've heard Rob Ford is running. Mm-hmm. I have heard people don't like Catherine Wynn for a lot of reasons. Right. It sometimes just seemed like a little bit of misogyny baked in there. <laughs> Did you hear anything? But you know what? I don't know enough about the details to give a truly informed opinion. So maybe they have actual criticisms of her. Right. But that's literally all I've heard. I do plan on voting. I just don't know what uh, each candidate stands on uh, and where I stand on it as well. So yeah. until I do, I'm not sure where I stand. Yeah, on. I don't really like. I haven't really thought about voting before. Kind of like my mom has pressured me to vote. She's That's like, good. go vote, but um, I, I don't really have any personal opinions about it. I That's don't really fun. want to. Thinking about voting this year because I haven't in the past, mm-hmm. and um, because of my my lack of voting, I I really don't have the right to uh, have an opinion. Because um, I'm not contributing to, right. to what's going on. So this year I'm, I'm trying to um, learn as much as I can about every party and what they represent and, and what, what they're going to be doing for us and then make an educated vote from that. Yes, I'm going to be voting, but I'll be keeping a look at the polls and everything and doing my research and everything and make sure to get like everyone and get like the youth to vote. Very important. As a citizen of Canada, it is your right and your duty mm-hmm. to be ta- to be voting for the person of your choice. Yes, yeah. but now only because we've talked. That's good to because hear. Because I was that actually too. thinking like, oh, whatever. But you know what? No, that's apathy is not helping anything. So you guys care enough to be in Dundas Square. I will care enough. Yeah, we want to hear what the people have to say, you know? Are you going to vote? Why or why not? Well, <laughs> well, I have a little busy, busy schedule, but uh, not this year, but next year I'll definitely vote. 
this year I have some commitments to do for myself. But Everyone that is thinking about not voting, please take a second chance mm -hmm. and please go and vote. Because, as I said, it is your future that you're, you're very uh, making a decision on. Mm -hmm. And if you don't vote, it's your own, it's your own fault, whoever gets in. Right. You have no comeback on You have it. no one else to blame except for yourself. Exactly. Awesome. You've done anything today, you've made me think. I'm voting is because one, I think Rob Ford's kind of incompetent, mm -hmm. and I think Kathleen Wynn's corrupt, and I think I, my, my vote is going to prevent that. Okay. For me specifically, I think it's like I'm contributing to, uh, uh, to I guess, the decision-making of society and things like that and like where, are we, where are we going to lean to as a society. Yeah. What I want to give to the politicians is that you have to pay attention to the lower and middle class. Mm -hmm. for, for the higher class, I understand, but you guys already make enough money as it is. I'm from a low-income family, a low-immigrant family, and Toronto is basically full of immigrants, mm -hmm. and none of it is appealing to the party. Life isn't easy here either. No, it's like, hard. I mean, like, my parents my parents are from the Philippines. They had to immigrate here, and it cost, like, hundreds and thousands of dollars, like, just for one person to come here. And the immigration system is not helping that because Canada and Toronto, like, we're multicultural. Yeah. We're supposed to appeal to the multicultural and appeal to the masses. But the fact that only the politicians are only supporting a few, it does not make right. sense at all. Right. I'm voting because it is uh, my privilege to vote. And if I don't vote, it's my own fault, whoever gets in. Mm -hmm. And by voting today, I'm voting for the future. Well, we'll think about it. And we are back. So that was our first pre-recorded segment of uh, of the show. How'd you guys? What'd you guys think of that? Well, can good. I get feedback? Mm -hmm. I'd just like to give a special shout out to the uh, the Rob Ford comment. <laughs> that guy what was that word he used? <laughs> he said he said Rob Ford is incompetent. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, like, you don't know your facts, honey. Like, hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Rob too just soon. Battle of the dead. There's, there's actually speaking of Rob Ford, but like, like, fun fact, I actually met Bill Blair mm. the morning of the day that Rob Ford died. Whoa. So I met him in the morning, and Rob Ford died in the afternoon. Oh, um, it was on this Canadian Jewish Political Affairs Committee uh, trip, so that was cool. Um, but, but let's let's get down to the nitty gritty and understand. I've been H I've been doing. Yeah. I've been watching too much H play, playing too much say. HQ. Hello, HQ. Steve <laughs> <Murkowski> here. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, do you win at least? I got to question eight, I think. Okay, I've, okay. I've got wow. as high as okay. seven. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ten. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to understand, like, why are people so uninformed and on top of that, apathetic about it? Like, why are- They're why proud are, that they're, they don't know They shit. don't know and they don't care, literally. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Because we have why? such low voter turnouts. Like in why in, in 2014, <laughs> I think in the 2014 election, f like about 49 percent of the of the eligible voting population voted. Yeah. So less than um, why am I talking like Obama? But less than less less than 50 percent of eligible voters voted. Right, and that's down from the previous election, which was about 52 percent. So. 
I, I don't pretty garbage. I, I don't understand, right? Even even looking at, you know, the RSU elections that happened at Ryerson. How yeah. many people how, what percentage of people voted um, out? It was about That's terrible. Twenty It was voter turnout than last year's one, right? Uh last year we got really high voter turnout yeah. c- mm. also because there were three slates. Mm-hmm. Uh this year there were only two and it was just uh yeah. Uh I'm not gonna get too far into that because I ran and I'm <laughs> yeah. kinda biased. Yeah, no so. comment. Yeah, but but it was, anyway, it was low. <laughs> yeah, l- just let's let's get uh, Christina's take on it. You want to take take my... on on why people are don't ca- don't know and don't care about the politics. Um, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. I'm always really surprised when like people have like next to no knowledge, like um, no idea, uh, like what what the parties are, what the basis of they don't the know any they don't know basic like, politics, yeah. basic things like like who's. Uh, who's running whatever party yeah. like not even knowing the names or yeah. let alone the faces like mm-hmm. it's to me it's like shocking and I can't really put my finger on why it is people don't know anything mm-hmm. and why they don't care about the mm-hmm. fact that they, that they don't know anything mm-hmm. um, I would say that a big issue we have and we were talking about this before the podcast mm-hmm. is that young people want to say the most and they're online tweeting whatever about get out and vote it's your right blah 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 and none of them go and vote mm-hmm. so um and it's the easiest thing to it's do. this culture yeah. of pretending you know things and pretending that you're involved but it's then twitter, you're it's the twitter finger culture it's the, yeah mm-hmm. and then you're too lazy to get your ass up and go and vote it, it doesn't make sense to me so mm-hmm. i actually if anybody else has an opinion i would like yeah. to know why you think people don't vote it's yeah. sad. I just it is. It's a trend that's been happening like since forever. Especially though, young, which is it's, weird. Especially the young people. Yeah, yeah. and it, I it, think, or sorry, just one thing. Yeah, yeah. I think is that maybe, maybe we're not teaching kids early enough about politics. <laughs> maybe that's it. Like maybe we're just like because I don't remember in school ever being told like, oh, when you turn eighteen, you can vote, and yeah. these are the parties. Like, there's no basic political knowledge that yeah. you're taught. I, I Why, totally agree. You know, yeah. like there should be some kind of. Like, we have to do civics and careers. Yeah, I can't which, tell you what I got out of that. I got <laughs> absolutely nothing out of that. Why can't we have a course that teaches you the basics on politics, keeps you up to speed with what's happening in current day? Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Just give them, like, yeah. a heads up and a head start on politics because I, I just don't yep, think... I think the young people just don't know anything. There's no, like, mm-hmm. true mandatory course that's, like, outside of the civics yeah. and careers course. And it's a real shame because like I've seen like I've heard that like I was thankful enough that we had my politics course. I got, that's why yeah. I got interested in it like through my grade twelve high school class, and um, I, I feel like I feel like it should be mandatory and that should be like an issue that's like like to, yeah. to help like bring out well, young people. Like we've seen like recently like here like at Ryerson like they've like really been trying to push to get young people to be more active with like the youth town yeah. hall. Yeah, like they brought like Andrea Horwath and who else? Yeah, yeah. that um, happened here. Yeah, yeah, and also there was the uh, uh, Are You Engaged? Mm-hmm. Um, where we had voter um, we had voter sort of mock polls, which was really organized by Daniel List. Daniel List was our former VP Education. Shout mm-hmm. out to him, big role model. Shout out, shout out Daniel List. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Christina and I definitely remember grade 12 politics. But, um, that was a good course. That was a good class. Shout out to Mr. Chang. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Marshall, this was actually Marshall's job, but he can't be here today because he's uh, campaigning yeah. with local councillor Denzel Min and Wong. But shout out to Marshall. Uh, Marshall comments, if you start, <clears throat> sorry, if you only start caring later on in life, it is a lot easier to think you know more than you actually do. Just my hypothesis. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I think that that says a lot to uh, how older people and how very old people have such a weight in this election. And I think that um, the younger we start educating them, like Christina said, the, the better things will be and the more representative things will be. Um, Zagros has a comment here that is drowned out in all his other comments that mentions uh, representation by many, not by a few. Shout out to Zagros. Um, I'm going to let the guests talk a little bit more than me. So, Will and Jaquan, what do well, you what do you think? I, I was just thinking, like, while you guys were talking, I would much rather have um, somebody who doesn't really know what's going on, I think, than, like, voting, than somebody who's, like, like only getting all their information off of, like, Facebook and Twitter and stuff <laughs> like that. I think because, um, like, not to get into bias and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think, like, they tend to lean a certain way. Um, most times and and it doesn't matter the way but like they're all it always is biased the information they're seeing so someone who doesn't really know anything i think they'd be giving everything more of an open shot whereas like i literally hear people be like oh well you know like doug ford like he's not but for example like doug ford's like a murderer i I saw an article on facebook and like they truly (laughs) believe it and they go around and tell people and like people believe it and Mm -hmm. it's like okay all right and like these are like issues that they're actually voting on they're like i'm not voting for him because he's a murderer and you're like all right man too much politics based on fake news and and i kind of agree too late to politics i kind of agree and disagree with jake juan um you know i think it's interesting because everyone, all the young people you see on Twitter, it's crazy. Everyone's saying, like, you're 18, like, go out and vote. If you don't vote, we can't be friends. Yeah. I'm here saying, like, actually, like, if you don't know anything, don't vote. Because, yeah. like, and I think everyone says it's your civic duty to go and vote. And, and it's, you have a, you know, we're so privileged to have that right. And it's true. We are very privileged. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you don't know what you're voting on, you have no information whatsoever, like, just stay home. Sorry. Because that's how you get, like, radical uh, people in power with who really just appease people with emotions and and it does go both ways you get people who are um think they're informed because they go on facebook and see crazy memes like jay con was talking about doug ford's a murderer yeah um and and things like that just simply aren't true um so this this rhetoric that all young people need to go and vote um i kind of disagree with no offense like mm-hmm. i i think if all young people actually inform themselves it'd be great and going back to christina's point about educating people at a young age like I think that's great we need people need to be um, civically engaged and and if we just don't find that important at all we'll kind of uh, lose our way here but at the same time there is kind of uh, might be an unintended consequence like who's going to teach the kids about politics is it going to be someone who's like a radical activist I know like a a lot of people and I don't want to I don't want to sling any mud towards the NDP but I'm sure we're going (laughs) to get into it later in our show Mm -hmm. I mean the NDP we all know some of their candidates are radical activists are they also our teachers Teachers in schools, like who's going to be teaching yeah. kids about politics at a young age, and what kind of influence will they be making on these children? Yeah, I, I think we also have to agree on like what informed means, because I think a lot of people see like articles and stuff on Facebook and think they're actually informed and think they know what's going on. So when you say, "Oh, are you in, like an informed voter?" They're like, "Yeah, I, actually, I am," and <laughs> it, it's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know. Like, I hear a lot of like specifically liberals in Canada talking about like. I, I think they, they, they don't notice how much that maybe Trump's, like, anti-establishment stuff has seeped in, maybe, but, like, or kind of drifted up north. But, um, like, literally, like, talking to people, like, all the time, they're always like, well, I'm not going to vote because everybody's corrupt, and I'm not going to vote because everybody's corrupt. Like, that's kind of the general feel I get of why people don't vote. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't believe that my vote will actually invoke any change, mm-hmm. so what's the point kind of thing? Preach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. yeah. 
That's fair. <laughs> yeah. um, someone commented, Doug Ford killed my hamster. Oh, it's Marshall. Shout out. That's a pretty funny comment. Give that guy a prize. The, also, shout out to Marshall. Thanks for uh, inviting me on the podcast. Yeah, me as well. I appreciate it. And uh, Marshall, you're yeah, really missed. Thank, yeah, yeah, you are. yeah so this is really weird. Like with him not being here, like I'm used to watching it, and like he's usually sitting in the corner, and I'm like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. You know, it's weird. The seat's empty, cold and barren. Yeah, and I, I was thinking, like you know, maybe we'll put Will in that seat, but but we we can't, you know, put it put somebody in Marshall's seat. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, won't do <laughs> like, him justice. It's just it's oh, just man. weird. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want to ruin his ergonomics anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marshall will hopefully be calling uh, at around nine o'clock, so in about five minutes. We're five minutes away from the polls closing. Actually, um, we're two minutes away. Two minutes. Yeah. Jeez. That, what? Oh, I'm I'm looking at. Uh, oh no, I've got I've got eight fifty eight here. Maybe I'm I got eight. Anyway, wrong. anyone else oh. super nervous right wrong. now? Yeah, um, I have wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Fuck a beer. No. Fuck a beer. <laughs> Marshall, Marshall says he can call now, actually. He's well, asking if we want him to call. Let's wait until the polls close. No, let's give um, let's, him a, let, let's no? just let's yeah. just finish this okay. segment, right? Um, especially because we'll we'll have the segment where he's talking to people, which is Plus, better for him to comment go. on, right? Um, but I want to know, um, what do we think about mandatory voting laws? Because you know, we've talked about why people are apathetic just and one, the fact that they're not, um, you know, interested. Just yeah. one word for that one, then. Impractical. There you go. Impractical. Yeah. Impractical. Yeah. So what? Free so tea. then, so then, what do you say with the favorite? to to a country like mm. Australia that has that and it they have like ninety six percent voting here's, turnout? Here's the thing about countries like Australia and Argentina. Australia. Aussie. Australia. Australia. Um, Australia and Argentina, countries that have mandatory voting, it's ingrained into the culture. Canada mm. doesn't have that. We are the most apathetic people on this planet. Yeah. Um, I think that Sex. I think that it has to start slowly, and then if we can build a voter culture, yeah. where we can get seventy or sixty-five percent voter turnout willingly, mm -hmm. then maybe we can have that conversation about mandatory voting. Like in Argentina, you get the day off from work. There's community barbecues. Mm -hmm. It's what? a whole celebration. I'm like down you're, for you're, community barbecue. Yeah, like the whole like classic like asado <laughs> kind of barbecue. Okay, well, okay, okay. You get the whole thing. Um, and it's a whole sort of celebration and this community sort of outing where you all go to vote in groups and whatever. Here it's like you go to vote. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, so I think that we need to build that slowly. Yeah. Zagros agrees with me. I love you, Zagros. And make sure to be commenting, guys, because it's really important. Um, but do do you guys uh, in the other room have any thoughts about mandatory voting laws and whether they're a good fit or not? Yeah, I, I would say impracticals is, is, is a good Will, way of putting Will it. shaking his head. I don't know no, if that's cringing so hard. Cringe daddy. <laughs> cringe daddy. daddy official. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's tyranny, and, and that's the only word I can put to it. I mean, forcing people to do anything against their will is, is tyrannical. Uh, forcing people to vote actually defeats the purpose of having a, a healthy and functioning democracy. Right. Uh, because people, as much as they have the right to vote, also have the right not to vote. That's, that's my opinion yeah. on that. Uh, the polls what? just closed. Oh, the polls Bam. have just closed. Boom, boom, yeah. So as, that's a big as deal. As close this point. Um, wow. yeah. But I I also want to mention, uh, off of Will's point, speaking of democracy, Adam, you interviewed somebody who was actually against democracy. Oh, yeah, okay. And um, he, he terrified me. So, because, Adam, you'll yeah. tell the story about what his yeah. name is. and that's what Okay, so I started interviewing this guy, and I asked him what his name is, and he says Jihad. And I'm like, okay. Um, caught, a, caught me a little off guard, but the name means, you know, holy war in Arabic, so I can understand mm. that it's so... Um, holy. 
that it's it's it I don't think that they planned for that to be literally translated. Yeah. Um <laughs> so he's, his name right his there. name is like so he started talking to me he's like listen my English isn't very good but I hope I can get my point across. I'm like yeah yeah no worries we're all we're all friends here. And he starts talking and he's like shaking his head at me the whole time. <laughs> And then I'm like, do you have any, because we're asking, you know, generic questions about voting and democracy. And then I'm like, do you have any opinions on democracy? And he's like, I actually don't believe in it. And I said, okay. I'm like, where are you from? He's like, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I'm like, okay. Um, and he's like, yeah, um, there are too many stupid people on the street. Um, you cannot expect the stupid people to become smart overnight. Um, we cannot have stupid people deciding our decisions. It is better if that is taken into the control of a monarchy. Mm. And I was like, okay, this all guy right. Just screams aristocratically. Yeah, like See? he's like, I'm like, all right, thanks, man, for your input. And it was, That's, yeah. I don't know. Like, I always imagine people that live in like oppressive monarchies like Saudi Arabia. I I always imagine like a pluralistic hate for the monarchy but i forget that there are general supporter supporters for the monarchy and it just kind of sort of caught me off guard and i was not ready to interview him so yeah that, that's my story i hope like, you liked it like it's the risk that more. we take like like when we interview people in young and dundas yeah. sketchy people there. Yeah. yeah we had uh we had a couple dancers we had a couple uh singers uh there was one lady who was very insistent on getting her point across to you mm -hmm. that she returned to the mic Literally seven times. <laughs> yeah. She, so she'd leave, like she'd mic drop, and then she'd come back. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, and then there was the guy that took the mic in his own hands. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that happened yeah. with uh, with Marshall, so that was fun. Um, rule number one, literally, that they teach us in our program, don't give the mic to somebody. But it's funny how every time you give the mic to them, they go off. Like, yeah. yeah. They explode. Because they, they feel they have... I'm the captain of the ship. So... Let's actually get to our first sponsor. We're going to give away a prize. Um, Ooh. Now, the sponsor, yeah. the very first sponsor <laughs> is Woofapalooza. Um, now, the prize is a uh, gift card to Ren's Pets, valued at $25. 25 big ones. Provided by Woofapalooza. Um, Woofapalooza is a non-profit organization founded by Karina Paoletti based out of Vaughn that supports the dog community. It holds an annual doggy festival. Doggy festival. Doggy. Doggo. Uh, and it's third... <laughs> pupper. And, uh, <laughs> Big old pupper. It's, uh, it's third year is happening this Sunday... Ju b b God bless you. Holy You're Jesus. You're blessed? I sneezed um, like a dad. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Baruch Hashem. Um, so happening this Sunday, June 10th at the Woodbridge Fairgrounds. It is the biggest and best dog event in Vaughn. And you should definitely come on down with your dog. I'll be there with my camera because I do all their media. So you'll see a familiar face. Um, you know, I've never had a more fun and more enjoyable experience. Working for a nonprofit, truly a great place to be. The, so the prize we'll be giving away in just a bit. But the question is, Will said something. And the question is, what did Will say is a reason not to vote? So the majority of us were talking about, you know, the importance of voting, but Will gave a reason for why he understands people shouldn't vote. So if you were watching, comment down below, and the first person that comments the answer will be getting that $25 gift card. Um, Marshall's asking if he can call. Yes, <laughs> let's uh, let's get Marshall in now, um, because we're going to, I think we're going to play his segment, actually. So let's let's call him in. Let's have him call right now. We're going to get him on the phone, and then we're going to play... His segment. 
So, Marshall, if you're watching, please call. Boom, and the winner is Zagros. Yay. So, hopefully... Definitely Wait, no, that's not... Oh. I don't think that's the reason. No, no, that's not the answer. Wow. Sorry, It was not about... Um, it was not about mandatory voting laws. It was ta- When we were talking about apathy, we all said that we understand reasons for people not voting, but he said, you know... There's a reason for why he understands people wouldn't vote. So hopefully, if you what can get that answer, huh? I well, can't, I, can't I can't say the answer. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm asking the viewers. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> sad girls. I'm sorry you're upset. Um, yeah. So sad um, Let's let's move on. So let's get Marsh to call in. Hopefully, he's gonna call in right now. Is he calling in? Please call in because we, we got a show. He's trolling us. <laughs> Man's about to get beat <laughs> uh, Good try Well you know what I can't you know, I'll, I'll stick to Russian um, Anyway we'll see what happens with that If that if nobody answers that question Then we'll uh, um, <laughs> What? <laughs> oh man <laughs> Oy vey. Is he is he calling in? It doesn't look I don't like see it. it. I don't. I I sent him a message. He hasn't responded. Just yeah. Well, okay. just when he calls um, us, we'll just. Well, I just out. don't want him to interrupt the segment that we're playing. But anyway, let's just play the next segment. Which since the polls have closed, Marshall. Oh oh oh! I see a shot. Oh yeah. Move. Secrecy. Um, we're gonna play the segment of Marshall asking people who they're gonna vote for. Hey there, who are you voting for? In what election? The upcoming Ontario election, June 7th. I have no idea yet, to be honest. I have not looked into it yet, just uh, finished school, started work. I think uh, we all need a change, so at this time, I'm going to go for uh, Ford. So I'm, I want a change. I, w- I wouldn't vote for NDP, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. Uh, but yes, definitely for a change, I have no other alternative but to go to, for, for Ford. NDP. NDP, and how come? They're the best party. Would you like to elaborate? Uh, honest, actually care about people, okay. hardworking. If we were smart, we'd all vote NDP, but that's not going to happen. Okay. Because and why? Uh, why? Because it always goes from one spectrum to the other. So we're going straight from liberals right back to PCs, and that's what's going to happen and keep happening unless NDP get in power somehow. No, we've had an NDP government in Ontario before. A long time ago. I think Jack Layton would have got in, guys. If Jack Layton was alive, he would have been in. Thank you. Have a great day. Mic drop. Uh, honestly, I would vote Liberal if it wasn't for Kathleen Wynne, but uh, I'm not too sure who I'm going to vote for now. Okay. I run a company, so both uh, the uh, Conservatives and Liberals, I'm in a, kind of like figuring out which one's going to benefit me and also my company, but at the same time, it's just hard to really make the decision at this point. It's definitely going to be Ford. Um, I don't think there's much of a choice there. Probably NDP. NDP, okay. How Any, come? Anybody but Ford. Okay, how come? Pete Ford. That's fair. Who am I voting for? Yes. I don't even know yet. I have no clue. Do you have any thoughts on Kathleen Wynne, Doug Ford, or Andrea Horvath? Well, I'm not, I wouldn't vote for Kathleen Wynne. I know Doug Ford's a bit of a gangster, but I don't know. <laughs> I 
think Zagro's got the answer again. What's the answer? Yes, Zagro's got the answer. Oh, that yeah. is correct. Woo! So congratulations, hey. Zagro. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you have uh, yeah. an animal at home that you can use the money on. Um, and uh, otherwise, like, I don't know what you're going to do with, like, pet food, unless you're into that. But anyway, um, yeah, congratulations oh, on winning that $25 Marshall gift card. said the call dropped. Yeah, it's because I, I hung up. Yeah, because he hung up. So um, the question now, uh, let's move forward until he calls back. But we've received a lot of mixed reviews with um, actually quite a bit of support for the NDP. Um, how have they gained so much support? Let's not talk about necessarily their platform or whatnot, but what have they done in general to gain so much support? The but NDP? I think, yeah. Um, just not be Doug Ford, I think. <laughs> no. Or ca- it's not be Kathleen Wynn. Yeah, be. yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Not be sure. Kathleen Wynn. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that's more of a fair thing to <laughs> yeah. say. It was, um, it was just like a perfect storm kind of thing. Yeah, yeah no, th- it, it, like, it's just, it was a good timing for them, yeah. I think was a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... If if the NDP wins tonight and gets Andrea Horwath in the premier seat, we have no one to blame but Kathleen Wynn. Yeah. Because it was the biggest ego move of her to run in the first place. Like her approval ratings were like twelve percent at the time, like an all time low. And she thought, Oh yeah, I'm gonna lead my party into another uh, election victory. She was out of her mind. It was a huge ego yeah. mood. And in the debates, she said, this is about me. This is about the, the province and the kids. Yeah. This is all about you, Kathleen. Yeah. We and the concession that. proved that too. Like oh, yeah. like what was that? That was I found I don't that to be so disrespectful. Like, yeah, I don't get her concession. I, I I don't. It's like I'm not gonna win, but still vote liberal. Right? Yeah. I'm like I don't get the strategy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's all the liberals who would have voted for her. At least. Oh, pick it up. That's Marshall. Press the button. Hello. Press the button now. Let's turn him on. Marshall, now are you there? Put it back. Yep. yep. Okay. Wow. The prodigal we, son has. There we go. Is, Marshall is, is here. In the house. Marshall has arrived. How Kiss are you, Marshall? The phone. I'm good. The phone. I'm uh, just getting uh, to the uh, election viewing thing, the election viewing event, and uh, it's been a long day. Been at work since uh, just before nine, and uh, oh boy, it's good. I'm so- hungry and I'm tired, and uh, you know I just uh, want this to be over. Mm-hmm. So how are you excited for this um, for the local election that's happening in the constituency? Are you excited for? Yeah, you know what? Like I have loved working for Denzel and Wong over the last uh, a couple months. He's you know a fantastic guy, fantastic candidate. Got along with him so well right from the right from the off. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going up against Michael Cotu. Cotu. And Couteau. this guy is a uh, a cabinet minister. Or a cabinet executive, I, I believe is the proper term, something like that. Mm-hmm. Executive councilman is the right term for uh, for Kathleen Wynne's uh, executive council, and um, he's very popular in the riding. However, we've seen a lot of good feedback. We've seen a lot of good uh, results in our in our uh, polling, and I'm optimistic, and I really hope we can take this turn it blue. Nice. Blue, Fair blue. Enough. I was just pulling up uh, an image of Marshall just so that we have context of who's on the oh, phone. Oh, just so the people know what I look like? Okay. There we go. Yeah. It's a little outdated photo, but... Oh. That is the first image that popped up on Google Images, just like Wh- just what, you know. What picture is it? It's <laughs> uh, one with you clean-shaven. You are, you're rocking that pretty home. nice uh, polo like uh, shirt. It's like a okay. flannel or something. Well, you know, that's okay because I'm clean-shaven right now. I, I hey. shaved the beard off. Oh, oh, oh did you now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I like, I like, <laughs> I like. So um, then let's let's talk about uh, the next question, which is, it seems that people are actually scared of Kathleen Wynne. I wonder why, but what do you make of that? Because literally the the guy at the end, he was just like, I'm not voting for Wynne. No, I, I, Kathleen Wynne. Doug Ford's a bit of a gangster, but, you know, what, uh, do people, like, are the fears of, of Kathleen Wynne, like, real? Or are, are people yeah. just like, you know? So it's what I like to call low-tier politics. And maybe I could have thought of a more creative name for it, but <laughs> that's not to defend Kathleen Wynne, but that is to say that a lot of people don't like her simply because they hear she's bad. You know, they mm. hear scandal after scandal. And these there has been scandals, of course. I mean, there's been all sorts of scandals. The e-health scandal, the orange uh, air, air ambulance scandal, the gas plant scandal. That was Dalton McGinty, but the the destruction of documents was done under wind control. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. And um, I uh, I can see why people are really concerned hearing all of these scandals to somebody who's not who's maybe not that involved with politics, who doesn't read about politics, who doesn't watch the news every day. Maybe they just hear scandal, scandal, scandal. It it can really worry a, a voter, and I, I can totally see why people are scared. Well, Whether you're a uh, somebody who just hears the headlines, just reads the headlines, or somebody who actually reads into things, I get it. But uh, I don't think that she's like scary. I don't, I don't think scary is the right word to use for her. Just like uh, you know, she's she's done. Time for a time for a timeout for the liberals. Would you let her babysit your niece or nephew, though, Marshall? I mean, she is. Kind yeah, of scary. sure. You know, wow. I, that's bold. I, yeah, that's bold. I, I wow. think that uh, she is the kind of babysitter who wouldn't give my niece or nephew my proverbial niece or nephew the uh the attention that they maybe need but you know i don't think they them in any any danger or anything <laughs> oh my Jesus god Christ. uh okay one more question uh yeah so the last one is um a big one but as adam mentioned the the where's he going the polls have closed yeah. so i the the question is what are some of the writings that will be easiest to call so like you know what are our predictions and what are going to be the obvious results of some writings? Uh, Marshall, let's start with you since you're working on a campaign right now. So I'm going to say, uh, just off the top of my head, Thornhill is going to be PC. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Whitby, my hometown. Shout out to the hometown. Jaquan, you know how it whoop, is. Whoop. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to go solid blue. My boy, Lauren oh, yeah. Coe, is going to oh, be yeah. our MPP. Love that, man. Um, I'm calling blue for uh, for Pickering with uh, Peter Beston Salvi. Calling blue for Ajax with Rod Phillips. Calling blue for uh, Tobacco North with uh, with our boy Doug Ford, of course. I'm calling <laughs> blue for uh, Tobacco Center with King of Serma. Or is is that uh, is that right? Is that King of Serma? Oh, I think you already matter. confirmed. Yeah, Thornhill. Oh, Thornhill's just got already confirmed. Done? Yeah. yeah, that was fat. Well, I mean, oh, man, personally, like, thank God, but um, <laughs> that is. You see how honest this show is. This is not fake news. Marshall called it, and it happened right away. Um, but th- it's done. Yeah, they've they've called four yeah, seats for so the PCs, three Jesus. seats for the NDP. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. So I want to wait. Let's hear. Let's oh. see, wait. Let I want to hear uh, what Adam has to say. The, the polls. Okay, so they've called four seats for the PCs. They're leading in 67. They've called three seats for the NDP. They're leading in 31. They've called zero seats for the Liberals, and they're oh, leading in seven. Oh, shit. Um, and they're, they're, there's uh, one seat leading Green, which is Mike Schreiner in Guelph. 
You know what? Good Mike for Mike Schreiner. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Go I, out there. I, yeah. To put himself out there, there's actually like a, a bunch of like new parties running. Um, you know, we got the Libertarian Party, we got the Trillium Party of Ontario. Uh, we I'm just the naming, new people's the choice. New party. people's change. The none of the above party. Yeah. Um, it's and you know, the Libertarian Party. Uh, congrats to them because they've got a full slate for the yeah. first time. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, uh, one of our one of our friends move, is actually yeah. running. Really? In the, yeah. In the High Park neighborhood. I yeah. actually I actually have a friend running in that party too. A good uh, family friend, uh, Jim. Gilchrist, who was my coach in hockey for many years. Yeah, as a I know kid. the name. Shout out, Jim. Yeah. Total beauty. I mean, successful businessman in Burlington, my hometown. Um, all around great guy. I, I, I'm excited to see how he does in this election. Um, I'm uh, so. Bef- uh, are there any other polls that um, are easy to call? Let's let's move on. Oh to, yeah. So let's say for NDP, let's say, uh, let's H- say Hamilton uh, Center, Oshawa, Hamilton, um, uh, Niagara, maybe Wellens. Um, Algoma, remember? Yeah, I'm Algoma's gonna show, big. I'm going to show a live look at the polls right like now. Like the entire like giant swath of Northern Ontario. But uh, now I want to say something that I think has been a really big so factor wow. here. Is um, now we had all the party leaders come to Ryerson oh, my a while back. Okay. I don't know who attended that, For but the we, youth hall you mean, right, or something? That, yeah, that was that was Vic Fideli was the leader of the PCs, the interim leader of the PCs at that point. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was so eye-opening to me about how this election was going to go, because you saw how the party leaders behaved, and even Vic Fideli, even though he he knew he wasn't going to be the leader long term, he stayed and talked to people for so long. Mike Schreiner stayed and talked to people for so long. Horvath now. I wanted to talk to her, and I couldn't seem to. I think she kind of went for people she knew. That's just my guess, but she seemed to just kind of go for people she knew, maybe people who volunteer with her, but like mm. people who I knew were NDP supporters are the only people she was making herself available to. But Kathleen Wynn, she was out of there like a bat out of hell, like a speeding <laughs> bullet, 60 miles an hour, road runner, just getting the hell out of there i wanted to talk to her i wanted to say hello to kathleen have a little chat but she was just gone and um you know i think uh that uh really just kind of reflects on uh, how this election's gone because at that point that was when the ndp was still behind the liberals hmm. liberals were still in second place and uh potentially you know we didn't know that they were gonna be doing this poorly at that point but uh it's really shown uh, to me how uh how things how we're gonna go and how things have gone yeah yeah um so then uh, i want to see are there any other polls um that our guests want to call uh, toronto st paul for the liberals that i, I think really they're gonna win i, I think, think they're so. gonna win one or i'm gonna say they're gonna win four seats but toronto st paul my my riding where i live now university of rosedale could very well go liberal mm-hmm. uh toronto center is looking less and less likely to go liberal but that's another one they've got well uh, are good. I don't know. Um, and then um, maybe let's say uh, I don't know if Kathleen Wynn can even win her own riding. Don Valley West. She's yeah, she, it just flipped to her right now. Really? Okay, so, yeah. Hold on. Let me put yeah, that up my, on screen. My oh. instinct is yeah. to say Don Valley West for for the Liberals. Yeah. I my friend is actually working well, that's um, close, on though. his campaign on yeah. Don Valley West campaign. Um, and there's close. quite a bar, quite a bit of support for uh, the candidate there. I don't know his name. Um, John Kieran. John he, he's Kieran, a good yeah. guy. I'm you know good, him? I'm good. Yeah, I don't know I like him. Oh. I don't I like know him, man. but like I, I've watched a lot of his interviews and I looked into him. Not a bad dude. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's actually be. Ha, has it ever happened that a sitting premier has lost her seat in the next election? Seventy years yeah, ago. George, Seventy George years ago. Drew. George Drew, when he was uh, the premier of Ontario, I want to say, geez, a couple decades ago, like, uh, I don't know, like 50, 60 years ago, he lost his own seats. And, that's uh, that's was crazy. Premier. That's insane. Um, yeah. So obviously, then you lose your seat. You can't be premier, let alone even if you get a no, no. You can be premier. This guy George Drew is still the premier. Really? Yeah. How does that it's, work then? It's called uh, ruling from the hallway or something like that. It's. Uh, Isn't that what Jagmeet Singh is kind of doing right that's now? That's what Jagmeet Singh's doing. That's what Doug Ford's doing. That's what Doug Ford's been doing since he became the leader of the party. Um, you know, he he's not in Queens Park, but he runs the party vis-a-vis uh, Vic Fideli. I think I just used the term vis-a-vis completely wrong there. I was trying to be cultured. Um, so I just want everybody listening to forget that I even tried to use that term. But, um, I uh, yeah, yeah. So he, he runs the party through Vic Fideli during, uh, uh, you know, Parliament being in session. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to hear from, from our guests, though. Are there any polls that Christina, Will, or Jaquan that you believe are going to go straight to, uh, like, a quick win, like it's easy to call? Oh, God. Um, I would actually say I'm I'm not sure about my riding. It seems that it... What's your it, riding? Uh, Don Valley East. Yeah, oh, okay. the one that Marshall's working on. right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. so I... Oh, shit, guys. I got to go. My, uh... Yeah, guys, I really got to go. Okay. I think we All just right. won. I think we just won. Oh, what? Wow. Oh, yeah, guys, I gotta go. All right. Okay. Oh hey, well, God. congratulations. Good night, guys. I keep getting interrupted by this crazy <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, that is. No way. Okay, well, I think Marshall's well, gone. I that's, guess, that's our I mean, writing. I guess. Con- that is our writing. <clears throat> I guess congratulations to Marshall yeah, because they're... he was working hard on that campaign and that's wow. why he couldn't be well, on the show. They're, w- they're winning so, right now in that. So. 13 out of 67 polls reporting and they're up by uh, about. 50 votes. Is he gone? Is Marshall gone? Yeah. Okay. I heard yeah. a scream yeah. in the background. Yeah, Did yeah. anybody else hear that? I think somebody I think, was... Uh, I think they know something that we don't. I feel like that was Marshall yeah. screaming, but... Uh, <laughs> out of celebration. <laughs> but but anyway, that was all you heard of Marshall hey, this Mike episode. Hey, Mike Schreiner won. Mike we, Schreiner won. Oh, yeah. congratulations yeah. to Mark wow. Schreiner. Yeah. Oh, this is all very... This is... Wow. Into our microphones. This is... Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> kill the viewers' ears. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that is incredible, actually. Is that... Did we have a Green Party seat before in, in never, there? Never, never, never. And how much did he win by? Let's. I'll tell you right now. Give me a second. These are shocking results, guys. I live as they come. Oh my god! Like live from other sources. <laughs> you heard it here first, though. Oh no! We Mich- cite our sources. Michelle Couteau's yeah. back in the lead. I don't Who, know. And yeah. she's the Mike no, Schreiner. Ma- Mike Schreiner. Michael, Mike Schreiner. Michael. Mike Schreiner okay. Seventh eight. Seven thousand eight hundred and thirty-nine votes. To the NDP's three thousand four hundred and seventy-five. Wow. Yeah. Oof. No, it's it's. And done. what's your writing? What's that writing? Uh, that is Guelph. Just Guelph. Guelph. Okay. Well, good for him. Good for Mike Schreiner. Um, it's great really that we're actually getting that. somebody you know other than the PCs, Libs, or NDP in yeah. in in government. Because yeah, um, I know for a long time I was I was doing some research. We had a huge. I guess they were the Green Party, but it was called the Farmers Party. Like a long I time have. ago in the 1800s, 1900s, they had a lot of seats in Parliament. So I would assume that's the Green Party now. Um, but congratulations to, to um, Mr. Schreiner. Um, they have still not elected any Liberals. They have elected 15 NDP MPs, MPPs and 28 PC MPPs, but wow. none, none for the Liberals just yet. 
Christina is shocked. I'm, this is all like, like <laughs> yeah. I I I came into this having like I'm no expectations because this whole this is like one of the weirdest elections. <laughs> yeah, like this is so strange. All of the candidates are whack. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> I I I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, me too. Um, Which is good because this is an exciting show. Like we, very true. you know, very true. I don't think we've ever been this shocked on the show. I don't. I think this is the most shocking episode because, especially yeah, everything. I, think I want to know just what just happened. Oh, it's just, fair enough, it just fair blew enough. everything up. Yeah, um, we're well, just. If we look at the the GTA two, like it's either mm-hmm. there's no liberal, like there's barely any liberal support there as well. Michelle Couteau's back in the lead in Don Valley East, and he's yeah. up by about two hundred right now. And that's that's the writing that Marshall's working yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's the where one. they. He said they called it. Yeah, th- yeah. So I don't know. But I, she, but they say that she's in. The, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll yeah, come yeah. back to it. It's only about 17 out of 67 polls right now. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. wow. Okay. It's a nail biter. Jaquan is like... I'm sweating. Like face palming with the microphone <laughs> right now. I think I feel the same way. I'm actually pretty terrified just, at the, yeah. the concept of the NDP controlling yeah. this province. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's really terrific. I, I think Doug Ford made a great point in the debate. He said, go well, to your employer on Monday yeah. and, and ask, ask what would happen Milton. to your job if the NDP, God forbid, uh, ran our government. This is, yeah, this is, well, yeah. when, um, just to give you guys some calming energy... <laughs> Uh, Whitby's conservative is up by almost 3,000 right now. Lauren. Um, and Oshawa is now tipped NDP. Oh, yeah. Really? 23 out of 52 Who's polls Bob reporting. Was a, uh, Bob I Chapman think, is the PC. Chapman. Jennifer French yeah. is the NDP. And it has now tipped towards the NDP. So wow. we'll see. I would also like I'm to not, comment. I'm shocked. I'm shocked at how many what? people here are PCs. I mean, amongst. This group well, of that's just thing. Cause, I didn't um, know so many young people. I'm not. I'm not PC, but I didn't know yeah. that so many of them. Well, we were. tried. We tried to get a balanced <laughs> I mean, show because we have we have two PCs in in the room with you. Uh, you're yeah. you're NDP, right? Yeah. Adam's NDP. Whoa. What? No. Whoa. What are you? Whoa. What do you? Uh, who do you support? Okay. No, I didn't Sorry. say I I'm don't out. support NDP. <laughs> I said I'm. Uh, I, I voted strategically. I am conflicted about parties right now. So. Okay. So you're not, let's just say you're not PC. I'm a dipper. Um, I am not PC, but what I'm... are you? I'm NDP. You're NDP? Okay, gonna, so we got I'm an NDP. Gonna, yeah. We got... Uh, just, yeah. Uh, I'm just still... I'm, I'm technically well, undecided. I'm just a human, according, actually, well, according, I'm technically undecided. Yeah, I'm just according, a human. Bro, actually, it's been, it's been fighting party. like that for, year, like, for a year and a half now. According to the video mm-hmm. of the lady who asked you a question, you said you're voting liberal. I did say I was going to yeah. vote liberal, yeah. So... Um, and then, like, you know, I there's a difference between your vote and stuff like that. And like, yeah, but yeah, we'll see what goes. But um, yeah, so obviously very exciting. You know what we've got going on. We're going to get back to the polls a little, uh, a little, a little later on. Um, but what I want to move on now <laughs> is um, Rob Ford. We're going to we're going to dip into the candidates now. Um, and the first one will be Rob Ford. Now, okay, um, we Rob or Doug? Doug. Oh, sorry. Doug. Uh-oh. Wow. That guy just got Elliot. us all off track, eh? Wow. The guy in the um, video? Yeah. It's too soon. Uh, Hot tricked it. Are no, you here, um, Rob? Um, I <laughs> cannot believe I got that wrong. Uh, it's been great hosting the Robin Report. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is, the, this is the end. You are now listening um, to the Will of the People podcast. It's literally written Rob Ford on my damn Goodbye. sheet. I actually wrote Rob Ford. That's the problem. Okay. Um, well, God rest his soul, but we're going to move on to Doug Ford. We're going to move on to Doug Ford, who, by the way... Actually, sang me happy birthday to my face. Wow! Just wow. FYI, 
And that was enough to get my vote, just saying. So, I mean, like, Andrew Horvath, Kathleen Wynne, your move. But, yeah, we're going to move on to his to to that segment about Raw of... My God. Dog Ford, Doug Ford, okay, <laughs> no problem. We're gonna go to Adam's segment right now, where he asked people about the comparisons between Doug Ford and Donald Trump. Now, don't make any comments, guys. We want to see what the people say first. I see you biting your, you know, Christina, you're nervous. But let's see what people have to say about that. And throughout the election, we've heard uh, a few comparisons that Kathleen Wynne has made between Doug, For uh, Doug Ford and Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of those? Pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I mean, uh, Doug Ford is a populist, and so he's uh, playing from the Trump playbook. Uh, Kathleen Wynne is sort of more mainstream, playing from the liberal playbook. So Donald Trump uh, might cause problems in the whole world. Uh, Ford can only cause problems in Ontario. I wouldn't comment on that because I haven't heard about that. So I'd rather better do we stay silent, silent on that. Oh no, that's that's a lot of hogwash as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But it's all rhetoric, you know, election time and try to. Uh, a lot of politicians seem to do this uh, today. Is or we're taking the American model of uh, you know making making someone else look bad, whatever they whatever whatever way they can. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I. That's all I figure. Beautiful, beautiful. The more Donald Trump, the more Rob Ford. Doug Ford is not enough Donald Trump. He's not enough Rob Ford. I think it's not uncalled for. I think perhaps Doug Ford has kind of like drawn those parallels himself by calling her like a nasty woman or something like that. I I, I can't remember what he said exactly, but it was something along those lines. So. Well, there we go. Um, that was, uh, you know, people's reactions to um, Doug Ford and Kathleen Wynne. Um, I want to just quickly point out, though, like ba going back to that apathy versus not knowing, uh, the, the, the girl at the end said that Doug Ford called Kathleen Wynne a nasty woman. Now, did that happen? Can or we fast check that? Or I we see referencing Donald Trump? I don't know. Because, I mean, which I, mean, I guess relates same, to the right? question. They're, they're the exact same, right? I think Donald Trump said that. <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, yeah, Donald so Trump someone, did say it. I don't it. know who, but Do it sounds Donald like Donald Trump did say. say it about Hillary Clinton, she but I'm just game. wondering, because this person said that, you know, Doug Ford said it about uh, Kathy Wynn. But um, let's, just, let's just take that apart, you know, what people think. What do we think in the studio? I want to start with uh, Jaquan. About the comment? Uh, yeah, about uh, the comparison is, uh, you know, what can you say about the comparison between I mean, Doug Ford and Donald Trump? What do you say to that? I, I, I just think it's ridiculous. I, I think, like, the only thing they have in common, maybe, is that um, they just aren't very eloquent. I, I think that's that's probably about it. And I think because people see that, they just see them as both, like, bambling idiots. Mm -hmm. um, I think, for one, I don't think Trump's a conservative at all. Like, what do you at think all. I think... Um, I don't. I don't think he really is political. In my opinion, I think he just cares about getting things done, and he cares about um, certain aspects of the country. Or yeah, cares about aspects of the country, and he wants to get them done. But I don't. I don't think he. He's like some conservative warrior. Um, Wait. So you're saying like if he was like if every he basically switched everything and was like ran under the Democrats, like it'd basically be the same thing, just under a different name. 
Wait. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like if 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 Trump had ran on a democratic platform, right. for sure he would have gotten probably even more energy than he got on the Republican. Yeah, pla- I I think so because mm-hmm. he would have had the support of like celebrities and like if you think about it, Trump had no support from celebrities. He had like he didn't have Hollywood support. Yeah, he didn't have. Um, Pretty sure Kid uh, Rock. Hey, yeah. Steven Seagal. And, um, Steven Seagal is not the greatest yo, actor of our generation. He had a couple like outlaws. If and our if our Lord and Savior of hip hop Kanye West supports him, like, yeah, exactly. Yo, See, on. I just take my cues from Kanye. There so you, you know, I have today to I thought him. about killing you. <laughs> Premeditated murder. It's, it, it, guys, it's a choice. Yeah. It's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, even like Silicon Valley, like he didn't have the support of like any of the the like. The They've big seen tech that Silicon and, Valley is very left, though. So yeah, that, and that's what, that's my point. Like he would have like. I think in that situation it was a perfect storm. But in terms of Doug, I think I think he's more of a conservative than Trump is or will ever be. Yeah. Um, and I think he cares more about the people and less about uh, like just winning more. So I think I, I I don't think there is even a comparison there really, besides the fact that they just can't really talk. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Okay. Let, Will, let's go to you. What do you say to that? Well, I've actually had the opportunity to meet Doug Ford on a number of occasions. Um, he, he's always given me like vibes, like he's just some hockey dad, like some normal guy. Yeah. Uh, I think politically, though, I don't think he's anything like Donald Trump, other than his appearance. Like he's just kind of like, you know, a thicker guy with. He's got the hair. He's he's brash. You know, he speaks his mind. I think people draw comparisons there, but I really think it's the optics that he presents himself in that uh, make people think he's a lot like Donald Trump. But politically, I don't think he could be any more different. I actually think Doug Ford is one of the more libertarian um, people who ran to lead the PC party. Um, He's someone who's been, you know, accused of being against, you know, women's rights and the Mm -hmm. LGBT community. And I I just don't see that from the interactions that I've had with him. I actually now take this for what it is. It's it's anecdotal, but I was actually at a pub night that he was hosting and a pro-life person went up to Doug Ford. Yeah. And and they said, look, we're, we're trying to pick a leader for this party. Uh, we feel like our voices have been ignored for a long time in the party. Um, Patrick Brown silenced uh, pro-life candidates, wouldn't let them become uh, candidates in the party. Uh, where do you stand on the issue? Because at, at the time he hadn't said anything about it. And Doug Ford said, look, that issue is, is a federal issue. And I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm not staunchly pro-life. Uh, he, he said that it's a complicated issue he wanted nothing to do with. And he said... Uh, he said that he would allow candidates in his party to speak their mind and vote with their conscience. But he said, personally, I, I don't agree with your position, but I welcome you in my party and I welcome you to elect candidates into my party. So I, I don't know how people take that and, and call him a pro-life person <laughs> for allowing people to freely express themselves in his party. I think people want to yeah. put two and two together and put this evil label on him like he's some uh, crazy social conservative from the 1920s. I just don't think that's who he is. Like Doug Ford all of his policies are about getting the government out of our lives, like lowering taxes, increasing incentives for business, getting rid of carbon taxes, um, getting rid of regulations on our liquor and beer so we can enjoy freedom and be treated like adults. Mm. Um, I I think he's actually more of a libertarian than than a conservative, which Donald Trump Mm. is anything but a libertarian. He thinks that his almighty government can solve every problem. That's fair. Um, I just want to take a a quick mention. I think King Vaughn was just um, called... Um, I guess by the candidate because he he says he he won he posted about it so I'd like to congratulate him because I worked on his campaign Stephen Lecce um, congratulations on on winning King Vaughn um, but just wanted to to briefly mention that but going back to Trump and Ford let's hear what Christina has to say oh 
This is hard because I'm sitting in a room with two conservatives. <laughs> You're in I... a safe space. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Stop that. Stop that. Um, <laughs> Honestly, remember this show. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. No, I know. I, I think like, I do not like either of them. Um, that's mm-hmm. why I did not vote for Doug Ford, and I Fair. don't like Trump. Um, I would. You know what I think it is. People make the comparison, and and I agree with. Uh, what will with what will was saying like i I don't i don't know if if they actually do have any similarities i think what the problem is is that people see these two men that speak the same way and they look the same way and they're under the category of a conservative so people just assume they're all the same um and i think it's more of the public just assuming that they're that like Doug Ford is the Trump of Canada, just based off of not knowing much and more just appearance-wise and the way that they present themselves. Because um, I, I do think if you were to go and com- compare the two platforms and the things that they stand for, it's probably different. I don't know too much um, uh, like about Doug Ford personally. I more look into the platform of the party rather than the one individual. So I can't say what it is about him personally but i i think that i think they're being compared because people appearance wise presentation wise just kind of see similarities in them so i I think also like people ever since the um the election in the u.s people have been looking to kind of like yeah polarize people on that on those two bases like either like right after the election it was like literally everybody was either a hillary voter or a trump voter like it didn't even matter like (laughs) whether you lived in canada or not like everyone would be like like who would you have voted for and then like made their decision based on that and i think like we're going to see that throughout politics. Like, you're going to see a lot more people called, like, the Trump of wherever or the, the yeah. Hillary or whatever. Like, as like as soon as you're, like, a, a liberal woman running against maybe a conservative man, then it's, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be brought two. up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, my last question, which uh, on, on Doug Ford, uh, and then we're going to move on to Kathleen Wynne, but the last question is, similar to Donald Trump, do you believe that people are scared to say they're voting for him? Yeah. I do. Um, I do because of all of the negative connotations that are associated with him. And not just the negative connotations that are associated with him, but the negative connotations that he has that other people hold in society. Like Will mentioned, like his pro-life stance, um, his... uh, For me, the big thing is healthcare. Um, I see a lot of Mike Harris and Doug Ford um, and Mike Harris cut healthcare drastically in the province, and I think that people uh, are afraid of, of that sort of part too. So I think that it's a lot of the the um, it, it's just the fear of, of feeling like you you are negligent to your society if you choose to vote for Doug Ford. Mm-hmm. And I can see that, and on some level, I would. I agree with it, but that's just me. I just I see the comparison with Trump and Doug Ford, I guess, somewhat related because they like both, like both candidates. Basically, they've been catering to the masses by like certain stuff that like just appeals like to like exactly what they're uh, what they're thinking about. So I like, think very like simplified ideas, like like short term uh, policies. Like an example, like, as soon as like I've heard like from like working class people or like from the like, in the middle class. Like, um, 
I've mentioned before before like uh, the whole buck of beer thing that Doug Ford wants to do. Yeah, and it's like literally like after like I said that like you don't even have to continue with the conversation. They're like, yeah, he's got my vote, and it's like, damn, it sucks that like you've like whittled down your vote to something so basic. Yeah, but wow, you basic. Yeah, these basic <laughs> bitches basic, be tripping. Basic, well, I mean, there there are there are one issue voters, and you know, yeah, some, some people are like that, right? And that that's with anybody, right? So you have people that are voting for the buck a beer thing, right? But you also have you know people voting for Doug Ford for. Um, I can't think of any. But of the his similar promises, policies, like lowering taxes and stuff like yeah, that, like exactly. that's exactly like, what Trump wants to do. Yeah. And like, like in the same way that like uh, Trump like puts the slogan as he wants to put America first and make America great again. Yeah. Um, he's like, like, like hit Doug Ford's like mo is like always about respecting the taxpayers and stuff like that. Yeah. And so that's always that's catering to all of these voters because the biggest group of voters is the middle class who are going to be paying the biggest portion of all of these tax um, of all of these taxes. Yeah. So, um, and, and 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 on that note, I think it's time that we move on to Kathleen Wynne. Um, we mm. also have. Well, uh, we have won't. To, do we have to? <laughs> huh? Sorry. Well, sorry. <laughs> oh. Well, we we have another pre-recorded segment uh, about Kathleen Wynne, um, but uh, we also have another prize coming up. So make sure you're listening. Make sure you're commenting. Remember that grand prize, uh, and we'll tell you it's worth a hundred dollars. The grand prize. It's a big deal. It's a big one. So make sure to be commenting um, because right now um, we've got one big commenter and he's already won a prize. So we'll see. Where you guys at? Uh, yeah, Come honestly. Come you on. Know. Come um, on. So we're going to play that segment now. Let's turn off the mics. Hi there. What do you think of Kathleen Wynn? Not happy. <laughs> what do you think of Kathleen Wynn? I don't know. I just turned 18. Hi there. What do you think about Kathleen Wynn? Love her. I have no idea who that is. Sorry. What do you think about Kathleen Wynn? She's alright, I guess. Hey guys. What do you think about Kathleen Wynn? She's a bad thing, eh? Hey guys. What do you think about Kathleen Wynn? I don't know. Wynn's been good in terms of some of the policies that she's had, but she's also shot herself in the foot in terms of how she's balanced things and created a lot of debt for us youngsters to really pay for in the future. Do you have any thoughts on Doug Ford, Kathleen Winner, Andrea Horvath? No thoughts whatsoever. Okay, do you have any thoughts on the state of Ontario politics at all? Hopefully Ford continues what his brother's legacy was in terms of bringing down debt and understanding what the people really want and taking care of that. I think that's really vital at this point in time for Toronto to go places where it should be. Uh, I think time's up for win. Time for a change. NDP's a good change. I, I honestly I don't know enough about that. We're currently working with some of uh, the win governments, so you know they've been beneficial for us. But at the same time, I can understand why most people may have different opinions. So that's why it's also a challenge for me to make a decision at this point. I don't know. You know, she um, when she started, we had a lot of high hopes on her, and um, eventually it kind of died down. She didn't. She didn't really do what we expected of her. I would say need a change. I'm not expecting um, uh, you know too much too much high hopes from uh, Ford either. But at least let's see. I mean, I think that there had there like some kind of change is necessary. Um, I think that a lot of people that I've talked to want some kind of change, and I think that. Um, 
I mean, Doug Ford, from what I've seen, could be able to provide that. Um, so that's what I'm leaning towards right now, but uh, definitely not certain just yet. I'd say it's a 50-50. Uh, her intentions have been good. Uh, some of the policies and appointing some of the people may not have been the best. I think uh, that's where, one of the issues that's going to really hit her this time. Um, yeah, I think that's basically where she stands. She's been good in terms of overall things that she's wanted to do. Her intent has overall been good. And we are back. Uh, so we had a chance to hear about what people had to say about uh, Kathleen Wynne. Um, and I guess people, so you know, we got mixed reactions once again, right? Um, but I just want to say yeah. real quick, I'm looking at the Globe and Mail uh, live coverage of the election. And if the conservatives get six more seats, it's a majority. Yeah! <laughs> Already that oh quick. Yeah. I could feel my beer getting cheaper by the second. Oh my god. <laughs> this is, I can, uh, I, I mean, let me just Five more seats. Uh, five more faint. seats. No, Carmen. Remember, remember, the, the I'm going to faint. The show <laughs> stays politically neutral, but I am very happy right now. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, Chris, Christina's not. Christina's not. Neither am I. Beers, I'm yo. like on the verge of tears when I say I'm about to faint. I literally feel like um, I mean, Neither I mean, am I. We have, we have, like, uh, we have more, more pizza and water, well. if that's helpful. But <laughs> Sorry for your we'll loss, be here guys. For you. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's it. let's now talk about Kathleen Wynne. Um, what is and, there, and what the is question, there to say? No, 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 but I just want to, let's get to know her. And, oh. and uh, you know, there's actually an event going on on Facebook. It's Kathleen Wynne's goodbye party, but um, <laughs> I'm attending. <laughs> the, question, let's, the first question, what's her background? Let's talk about who she is or, you know, her history so, in politics. Um, she, when it, John Tory ran for PC leader in 2007, Kathleen Wynne, RKO'd her, came out of nowhere <laughs> and beat her in, her, in his seat. Ooh. So she beat him oh, I in know his that. seat that when he was running for premier. He lost Dalton McGuinty. That was the first elec- or second election that Dalton McGuinty had. Uh, Kathleen Wynne is a big advocate in the Don Valley community. Um, she was at me and Christina's graduation, and every Christina, and every not every Christina, every graduation after <laughs> I that. I forgot yeah, about no. that. Yeah, no, she took pictures with all of us. She read out our names. I didn't get a picture with Kathleen Wynne. Connor Moa did. Uh, okay, she didn't take a photo with me. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's running every Terry Fox run in our local park. She's wow. been in like every community cleanup. She's very sort of grassroots active in our community. She started an amazing popcorn company called Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> she does look like the Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> Indistinguishable. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you said it all. I'm going to have to shirt. mute the mic every time I, I laugh. on the shirt. Popcorn, <laughs> politics. What this more do you need? Um, An all-around woman. Which one's Kathleen? Which one's This horrible? show is definitely popping. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, anyway, Kanina's going to hate <laughs> me for that. But, um, um, okay, so we've, we've gotten to know her, um, her history. Um, as the uh, three more seats, PCs get a majority. Okay, well, you're you're gonna be watching that, and you're gonna Can, yell at yeah. the top of your lungs if that happens, when that happens. Yeah. Um, and so, th- so then, how has she been as? Uh, as you're shaking. I am. Oh, shaking. oh my god! Is she it's shaking? ridiculous. I'm not the, joking. My like, hands bro, are look, like. Look, the whole no, 905 I, is completely like under blue right now. It's. Re- oh that, hey. yes. <laughs> Those are my ends, guys. That's Derm? my peeps. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. It. 
Lord, give me the You guys woke up. I'm happy. Uh, Wait, let's see. Whippy, Ajax, Pickering, Markham. Like, but no, Oshawa being NDP really surprises oh, me. No, That's it, like, oh, yeah. No, it's still NDP. Yeah. NDP lead. What? So, so uh, I want to I wanna ask, has a leader ever... Whoa. Ooh. What? Look, so Brampton Center, like the riding that's like just south of me... Um, they're exact right now at 10,703. 10, they're tied. They're tied, yeah. Libs and... Uh, no, PC and NDP. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think... Yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, wow, jeez. Um, That's uh, Jagmeet Singh's let's, let's old get, stomping grounds. Yeah, let's get back exactly. to Kathleen Wynne. Um, mm. Has a leader ever conceded before the end of a race? I'm sure. Um, similar, like, like, like Dalton, In Ontario. Dalton McGindy did something similar but didn't concede like... He in resigned. the last, huh? He resigned. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, in this, like, he got elected the second time, right? He was like, he was like, his like whole advertising campaign was about how like he wasn't getting that popular in the voting, like in the polls and stuff. He was still able to win. Uh, so it's like this is the vis- very first like step, like first time that someone's ever done that. That's pretty scary. I don't, mm. and I don't really agree with it, obviously. And, but and and on that point, has it helped or hindered the campaign? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Know. It does, because, I don't. I don't think it really makes. It, she I, she yeah. thought it would make a, a big difference, but, but it I, hasn't. It really I feel hasn't. like the voters were already decided that they didn't want to have yeah. many people representing the liberal. Like I, the I liberals guess, representing many people for I, this. So I, I guess she I felt that. Yeah, I guess she I, felt that. You know, the sorry not sorry name. thing definitely didn't work. <laughs> sorry, more people don't like me. I'm like, <laughs> that was. Uh, I go on runs at five a.m. Yeah, every morning. That was so ridiculous. Run away from Ontario. Sorry for whatever. That top that type of roboticism was just like what Stephen Harper trying to connect with. Canadian voters oh, yeah. by saying I, I love Netflix. Netflix. Well, no, I, love I watch not only that, Game of Thrones that's sorry not sorry comment just like like what's the implication there that that like like I'm sorry more people don't like me like she's trying to say like her policies were actually just, good but people yeah. don't like her for some other reason like it's I, just, I, it just seems so like, pretentious to me <laughs> people don't like, like you because I felt of what like you've she done. was I felt like uh, personally like she I knows felt better. like she was um, she's yeah one. like she was being you know condescending like yeah. I'm sorry you don't like me but um look what I did um but uh, no, you destroyed uh, you know the gas plant and everything. But uh, anyway, um, enough of my salt. Um, let's talk <laughs> Wait, about you talking about Saga and Oakville. Is that what you meant? No, I'm talking about the whole gas plant situation. Okay. Okay. The hydro bills and everything. Anyway, um, but but the oh, lo- you should just said hydro. I would have yeah. Liked. <laughs> um, but uh, l- what happens? Because you know, Adam, you've mentioned that the Liberals barely, do they have any seats at all right now? Uh, they have. Let me scroll up here. They have three. Three, three seats. They, they need what? Uh, five wow. more for party status? Yeah, they need eight to have yeah. official. They're leading in five others, but they need to win all of them to get official party mm-hmm. status. So Guys, that's that's what I want to ask. That's what I want to ask. What oh, happens if live. if the liberals <laughs> lose? That's fine. What happens if the liberals lose official party status? How many uh, status? How many seats do they need to have party status? Eight. Three? Eight. 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 Yeah. Okay, and they oh, have. Uh, they have three right now, and they're leading in five. Great. Okay. So what happens? Um. I, I don't think in the history of Ontario have we seen a collapse of a party this big. Yeah. And yeah. unless they elect, like, Pierre Trudeau's grandson to be the leader <laughs> of the Ontario Liberal Party. See, Trudeau's are done. I don't see that the Liberals coming gone. back next election, and I think it'll take, like, you, two more elections. Do, do you think it's reminiscent of the 1990s when the NDP got in power? Because I was looking at the statistics, and it showed that... Not the at year, all. The, really? Because <laughs> Not at all. I'm just looking in terms of numbers, because the year before 1990, the previous election, Liberals were in power, and then they sunk drastically, and the NDP got in power. Yeah, but the thing is, the night before the election that Bob Ray won, or... No, 
Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give two scenarios because I don't know if I'm right or wrong. But either the election that Bob Ray won or the election that Mike Harris won the night before the election, the Liberals were in the lead. Mm-hmm. So oh. like something just like yeah, and then overnight, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bob Ray. Somebody in the comments can fact check me, or no one can fact check me. Up to you guys. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm gonna say that um, the night before the election, um, they were in the lead. And nobody predicted that Bob Ray would have won the election because Bob Ray won the election without the 905. That was one of the few elections in history that uh, a leader won the election without winning the 905. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, nobody expected it to happen. And there was a collapse of the liberal support in the 905. Mm -hmm. Um, That's fair. Yeah. So... I don't know. Uh, one more seat and the PCs get a majority. So Really? Yep. Okay, well, um, in that case, we know that Adam is, in, is uh, in charge of that. So once that happens, we will know. Um, but before we get to it, let's, let's talk about Andrea Horvath. Now, we didn't have much of a segment on her just because, uh, first of all, we didn't have much time. But on top of that, considering people confuse Doug Ford with Rob Ford, uh, n- a lot of people didn't even know who Andrea Horvath is. But... Between the time that that was recorded and now, a she's, lot she's a lot happened. She's become so popular. So let's talk about her background. Um, Maybe Christina wants to start us off. She was, she was a principal or something. I am still and then she, uh, going through some shit right now. But, um, okay, so you're asking me about Andrea, how I feel about her? Uh, about uh, her like, platform? what's her, her background? background? What's her background? Like, her, her history in politics, which, you know... I actually don't know much about her. I'll admit, I didn't know about her until... I do. ...this election. Oh, Adam knows everything, so oh, take yeah, it I over to know, Adam. I don't know everything, I do. Adam knows everything, so I take do. it over to him. <laughs> I, know, I know the answer. Make me, make me. Um, well, Anybody but... Uh, no, I'm kidding. Go Andrea <laughs> Horvath is the daughter of Czechoslovakian immigrants. Um, she, her Czech. parents... Worked in uh, the steel mills, from what I remember, um, and she's just um, like she's very sort of grassroots. I think I don't know if it was Jaquan or Will that said she was a principal. I think I read about that as well. Yeah, I, I think she. I read that somewhere. As well. um, this is her third time running for premier, so that's something. They're they're almost going to boot her too for that second time. When, oh really? Yeah, like I don't think there was anybody else in the party that could have done it. They thought Jagmeet Singh was going to do it, but then he jumped to fed- yeah. To federal that's politics. like that's like the most shocking thing. Like that yeah. would have been good for him because he was deputy. Right? I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So normally the deputy takes over when the leader doesn't do well. Yeah. Uh, oh. I Uh-oh. think. What is it? What is it? What is it? I think yep, we're cracking PCs some. Just got majority. Are we cracking a few. But Are we da, cracking da, those dollar da, da, beers da, right da, now? Da, da, it looks da, like da, it. Da, 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 it looks da, like da, it. Looks like the PC uh, got majority, and like Scarborough Guildwood is now at a, de- at a dead tie. That's crazy. I'm gonna go to Christina for reaction. Dougie. <laughs> there, there. <laughs> Um, I'm that was the most perfect pen ever. Like, oh my god! We're gonna go to casino for reaction. Oh my god! Well, I am gonna have very little left to say mm-hmm. for the all rest night, of this. All, all night, all night. I don't know why you hate having a job so much, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I don't get it. I, don't, no, I really don't. No, There's what do you what do you have terms? against employment? Well, let's talk don't, about that. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. I don't. I don't need to be attacked right now. First of all, <laughs> it's nothing not, personal. Did not come here to get attacked. I just. I just do 
the thing is, I just, I, I don't support the platform as a whole. It's not even necessarily about, like, the thing is, I, I would be, I would be voting liberal if liberal didn't go to shit this election. Mm-hmm. And like, um, because I, I, I will say, um, I have kind of centered a bit in my views to, to some extent, I know there's some controversy that I'm a radical leftist, not true. Um, but I, it, if the circumstances were better, I'd probably go liberal. But I just think this election just blew up. There was no chance for the liberals. Kathleen Wynne screwed the whole party over. Um, she became Kathleen Luz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so it, and I, I will say that. If the P- if PC has majority, we have a voting system. That's how it works. We're going to have to deal with it. It upsets me, but um, I can't individually do anything to change that. It's just... But you voted and you tried. That's what's important. Exactly. And everybody else voted. And if that's, if that's the consensus, then you know what? I'm just going to have to deal with it. So... I'll be a little bit emotional for a couple months, and then I'll get over it. So we'll be here for you. You're welcome back thank on the you, show anytime. Thank you. Um, so let's move on to. Wow. Um, out, yeah. Right. Adam, Adam, why are you <clears throat> saying wow? Excuse me. I wow. I had. What are you hope. seeing? What are you I seeing know. Right I'm looking at a lot of these writings, and yeah. I really had faith in some of the 905. Um, oh yeah, I okay. completely didn't mention that I was working on the Willowdale NDP campaign, Samantha Basinejad, first female Iranian MP that we hope to get elected. Um, so I got a lot of that data. Not my home writing, but friend of a friend. Shout out to Zareen for the connection. Um, and so, you know, hey. the NDP this election one ha- on one hand had to mobilize as the um as the opposition that was unusual for the ndp hasn't really happened in the last 25 years so they had to mobilize as the opposition and then um and then also they had to sort of rebrand themselves to get rid of all the stereotypes you know the commie stereotypes the the sort yeah, of, it's so much more than that. Yeah, really. you know, what about Bob Ray? What about Bob Ray? What about Bob Ray? Um, a lot of that, and then sort of rebrand themselves as a new party with progressive candidates and, and all that. Mm. And I really had more hope. I'm, I'm Me not gonna. Too. Like, I really like. I called Donald Trump winning the election like three weeks before it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I called a lot of other sort of right candidates throughout the world, like it is Italy's election. Um, Israel's election, yeah. um, uh, Macri's election in Argentina, um, even, you know, different elections all over the world. You can sort of see it coming. But with this election, I, I really thought that Ontario was sort of riding the orange wave, for the lack of a better word. And looking at this map, it just looks like a total collapse because it's not even like some of these are close. Like I'm gonna click like on a random one. Yeah, let's take a look at it. I'm gonna click on a random one, like yeah. Markham Unionville. Markham Unionville has always flipped between liberal and conservative, from yeah. what I know. It's and true. It's like fourteen thousand seven hundred twenty-eight <laughs> conservative. Jeez. And then if even if all the liberal <laughs> voters move to NDP, they enough. would still be seven thousand and change short. So like for me, it just I feel like. 
Not necessarily like I was lied to because I was reading the polls every day. But you were lied to. But I was lied to. I lied to myself. I played myself. Congratulations. Um, and, you know, I wrote a whole thing on Facebook. You can go check it out. Yep. Maybe I'll share it to uh, maybe I'll share it to the thing. But um, I almost died. Like not, I'm not like spoiler alert, you know, YouTube sort of clickbait. I did. I almost die. Um, I was a very premature baby, and with Mike Harris's health cuts under the Common Sense Revolution, many of the hospitals had to cut staff that managed the, um, you know, intensive care units for high-risk births, and I almost died in labor because they could not find a hospital for me to be born in because of Mike Harris's cuts, and um, this is very scary for me personally. And I know, yeah, anecdotes aren't the end-all be-all, but... I think that um, depending on how, because, you know, every government that comes into power has to centerize a little bit to sort of uh, appeal to the other people and try. Oh, they called uh, Ka- Kathleen Wynne won her writing. Okay. They well, called it. I mean, congratulations to her um, for keeping her seat. Yeah. Um, they called it. Um, and so I really, I worry. And I'm not trying to sound like those people that think the world is going to end because I don't think it's going to end. I also have a little bit of faith in the social fabric of the of the province. And I think that Doug Ford is going to have to actually figure out how to pay for things when he's elected. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping for less cuts than I'm imagining under his tenure. Um, but we'll see. It's really just a we'll see at this point. Um that's fair. Another big campaign that I was involved in was Etobicoke Center, not because I was involved in the actual campaign, but because um, Daniel Liss was a big supporter of the uh, liberal MP, uh, Yvonne Baker. And Yvonne Baker is one of the more vocal liberal MPs. And he also got, he lost by a lot more than I thought he was going to lose by. Like in 2011, he lost by 26 votes. Um, and now he's losing by 3,000 and only half of the polls have been called. Yikes. So um, I'm just a little bit, I am a little bit overwhelmed in terms of how bad the NDP lost. That That's I, in summation of my little rant. So, so let's talk about then uh, candidates um, on both the PC and the NDP. So there were some bad apples on both ends. Oh, yes, there um, were. In terms of... Uh, some of the NDP candidates, I know that there was one who does not support wearing the poppy. Yeah, which uh, I think called was called it brainwashing. Wi- what yeah, was. which was a huge, I guess, turnoff for a lot of people. Um, mm. And then there was another one who wanted to impose a hundred fifty dollar carbon tax, uh, which would increase gas prices about thirty five cents a liter. Um, on, on on the Paul Doug, Miller. yeah, on the Doug Ford side, on the PC side. Um, there was a candidate who had to resign because of uh, some leaked 407 documents. I don't know the specifics of it, but I know it was some Yeah, they briefly shady, started talking about shady, that a few days ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. shady business. Yeah. Um, I know he let go of Tanya Allen, uh, Tanya Granick Allen yeah. early on into the race um, because of something. Uh, I don't remember what she yeah. said, but but she said something. Uh, Probably something she's been saying for a long yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> like, something, is anyone it's something right. homophobic. From and, then, and then obviously <laughs> you have to look at the biggest issue, which was Patrick Brown, even before Doug Ford. That mm. was an issue for the PCs, mm. right? Also, Alan's biggest issue. <laughs> I, I actually met him. Um, TBH, he's a little creepy, but... He looks creepy. He do, no, like he'll stare at you, and will, he'll just stare... And that's it. Like it's it's just it's too much. His face looks like a clown without makeup on. 
So like how I would describe that, that's, it. I guess that's hey guys, let's not objectify men, Sorry. Let's just... But, uh, yeah, so um, we've got some bad candidates on both ends, but it seems that um, NDP's candidates were just worse based on the fact that the PCs have just won a majority. Well, that's... that's in your opinion. No, but but based oh, no, on public opinion. Many opinions. Based on public opinion, opinions. I'm saying that it seems that the NDP candidates were worse in because the PCs won. Oh, um, or, it looks like our feed is very glitchy on the live feed. Is it? Oh, no. Looks like one of those memes. <laughs> uh, how is it doing on... Uh... Oh, we're, we're doing well on, on, on oh, uh, the computer. Oh, it's not looking no, good for me. It's, it's still... No, this is uh, normal, at least on, on our uh, on if, Daniel's if computer. If you want to flash to my screen just to see what I'm looking at. Are are we going to talk about the carbon tax at some point? Oh, that is that is a bad <laughs> That is my question. Well, you, we, we just briefly talked about it with the, what the candidate wanted oh, to no, propose. We're good. We're yeah. good. We're good? Okay, but, so it's just the computer. Okay, um, but I, I, I want to move on just to our second prize um, oh. before we move forward. Our second prize of the night is a gift card to Toronto's Eaton Center. Why do I say Toronto? Uh, Toronto, because I'm from Toronto. Toronto's Eaton Center valued. Not, you're from Vaughan. <laughs> Tor- <laughs> Toronto's Eaton Center, valued at thirty dollars, provided by Seal City. And speaking of Seal City, happy birthday to Brian Abramov, who is one of the owners there and my boss. Um, you know, I wish the best for you, and uh, I guess, you know, glad that. I, I'm working there and happy to be there. Um, but who is Seal City? Seal City specializes in driveway sealing and driveway repairs and is by far the best property care company in the GTA. As someone in media, I never expected to do door-to-door sales for a business, but Daniel and Brian, the two owners, are truly great owners and professionals. They don't own me. This isn't slavery. That's not what I meant. But they're great bosses. I can attest firsthand to the hard work they put into each home. You can check them out at sealcity.ca to book a free quote. And save when you use the promo code Report. You'll save $20 on your next driveway seal. So the question is, make sure to be listening, guys. The question is, what was the first poll that we confirmed or the first writing we confirmed on the show? Hint, Marshall called it and we confirmed it right away. So if you comment on the feed what poll it was, what writing it was, you'll win that $30 gift card to... Uh, the Toronto Eaton Center provided by Seal City. And uh, we'll have Daniel and uh, Adam watch the comments uh, mm-hmm. of uh, Facebook Live to see who wins that gift card. Um, but let's move forward now to the last segment, which is the issues. The biggest issues of Ontario, the issues for which people were voting. Um, we asked a lot of people um, what their biggest issues were. Um, and what's surprising, though, is that um, their answers differed in terms of what their biggest issue was personally and what they think the biggest issue is for the province. Oh, province. One, one of these is wild. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You're, gonna, you're not going to want to miss this. So let's get the mics off. Daniel? And let's... Biggest issues, there's no one I want to vote for. Okay, that's fair. So that makes it really tough. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, the biggest issues our economy is not doing that well, and young people like you can't get jobs. That's true. It's just too damn hard to get yeah. a job where you can make a proper living. Mm-hmm. Education, taxes, right, that kind right. of thing, yeah. Healthcare as well. Yeah. 
The biggest issue is the uh, the debt of the province, uh, the deficit. Uh, the Liberals have run it up to such a point that it threatens everything, our health care, our education. Literally, we could go bankrupt. So I'm really worried about that. Uh, responsiveness of government. I think that's important that uh, we get a government that actually listens to us, pays attention, and responds at the local level, as well, of course, the big ticket issues. problem for Ontario in this upcoming election? Yes, it's our debt. Our debt is so huge that we can't afford to provide the proper services anymore. Like if you go to our schools, our uh, uh, primary schools and so on, they're all in a mess. Why? Because we don't have enough money to fix our schools, keep them clean and uh, build new schools where we need them. So it's because our debt is so high we can't provide the services that we need to the people of Ontario. Uh, no, I, I would say affordability for uh, housing and availability too in a lot of communities. I see a lot of people even having to leave larger urban centers to move out just uh, based upon the price point of things. They've accelerated out of sight and, you know, so... Well, it's very difficult to, to uh, put all of our issues down to a single question. We have things like housing, education, infrastructure, we have a lack of funding for local policing. Um, there are a number of local issues here, uh, homelessness, poverty. I mean, there's a lot on the, on the table right now. But I think all of those are well encompassed by the notion of being responsive to uh, local and constituency needs. needs. I guess potentially just like the divide that this election has been brought. Um, I think like a lot of people don't really know who to vote for because they don't seem to like any candidate that much. So maybe that's a bigger issue. The bigger issue could be uh, men's rights. Sort of uh, right now, uh, women are uh, they live longer. Uh, they're uh, they're more graduating from school. They have a social advantage. So I think I think the issue of men's rights is sort of kind of brewing underneath and the constant of attack of uh, guys, and I think uh, we're getting fed up. Uh, you saw the, uh, the guy on Young Street who uh, ran over the uh, 10... Uh, now, I don't want to attribute that to uh, sort of the men's rights issue, but I think uh, could be something there. We could have uh, more problems like that if uh, this sort of attack on uh, men continues. So... That's another reason to uh, get rid of the Liberals at NDP. Uh, and here we are, Michael. Yeah. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. Back so from that I just, disaster. Um, I, I went to Christina's reaction because you had a huge reaction to that last one. And I put that in just, just because I think it was the craziest answer we've received. That I oh, agree yeah. With. And the thing is... But- that was okay. I'm sorry, but I just yeah, I I, there's so much happening in my head right now. But um, okay, uh, you know what? You 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 take it right now while I collect my thoughts. Well, get, get uh, back to Don me. Valley it's, East it's just got said, called eh? for the liberal. Oh, Don Valley East yeah. are writing. Yeah, yeah, just got called for the liberal. Okay, yes, <laughs> that's so sassy. <laughs> can, can yeah? Can we recall what he said? He he was he was um. Talking, talking about, about men's, men's rights. rights issues. And, and he attributed to the, uh, to the van, van attack, attack, van attack which we mentioned at the top of our show. So. I don't think that... Yeah, it's, it's a very slippery slope he's making there. I don't think that's a matter of men's rights, I would say. He's trying to make I, the comparison I mean, that like incels would be... Um, are because yeah, are, because yeah. they're being like alienated and marginalized, I guess, like... 
but are they see, saying it's like a byproduct of feminism? Is that the argument that he's making? I, yeah, I, 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 I would assume, assume so. so. I, think, I, I think we were talking with him before. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And he like he he shared pretty much well. those ideas criticizing feminism. I think I will say on that stance. I do think modern day feminism has taken a different term and or turn, and it's not focusing on what it needs to be focused on or what it was once focused on. Because I think there were goals that we met way back in the day, and there were things that actually needed to, to happen, like women's suffrage. We got our right to vote. But, There's been, but just besides the point, I think modern day feminism, to some degree, is is pushing, is making men all like terrible people it's marginalizing men into this evil category and it's not to say that there isn't disparities between men and women there will be uh there will be things that men can't do that women can do vice versa um and i but i think attributing it to men's right issues is not the way to approach it um because it, it's just it's problematic i that's actually that was i'm very shocked by that mm. I, and especially connecting it to the van attack i think that was a little bit of a low blow it's but, a bit of a stretch yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I i don't see his connection as to how the two are connected but i don't think like um what his like his point is is false though uh like speaking about um the NDP and the Liberal Party, he was saying that uh, they care less about men. But it, it's funny. I don't know if any of you guys have actually gotten the chance to look over uh, the, edu- the education curriculum and stuff like that. If you it, if you look at it, it's, it you can kind of see, like, there's there's things that, like, language that, like, lose that, like, men can't control their impulses. That, like, like that men are very, like, primal and aren't able to... To, to control themselves if they see an attractive woman like and that whole like and i by no means i'm trying to like diminish like, like rape culture or anything like that but like the, i think that also contributes to it too like i i hear that all the time especially my campus is like hyper political especially with that kind of thing and literally guys will make like comments not even directed at like at the female like like i couldn't even comment on like your a your dress or anything about you because that might be perceived as wow like he's seeing what i'm wearing and he can't control his impulses and he wants to just like attack me which is like completely false yeah and i think more and more people are adhering to that because it's just what's in the air and that they're just uh, listening to it and i think um it come it comes from the top down for sure starting with kathy starting with trudeau on the way, all the way down. Yeah, and yeah. No, um, I was the one that interviewed that guy. I think, right? Yeah, you yeah. Were. yeah. Um, he talked to me beforehand. He's like, "Listen, I've got some pretty radical views. I don't know if you want me to say them." And I didn't know it was coming, so I said, "You know, well, to hell with it, whatever." And like, he, like, we talked, a li- we debriefed a little bit after, mm-hmm. and like he, I felt like the vibe that I got was with from him was he was very much like a poster child for like a lot of the male fragility that mm-hmm. is talked about mm-hmm. that I wouldn't say he's an incel 
but I feel as if though he blames a lot of his problems on that he experiences as a man, as a straight man yeah. trying like to. Like he would attribute it to you know, be like, oh, it's like the way my mom raised me, or maybe that one bad experience I had with that girlfriend from long ago. Yeah, and like, I really got that vibe from the guy that he sort of blames feminism from not for not yeah. being able to have a girlfriend, yeah. not being able to get laid. Like, do you know what I mean? I th- I feel like he thinks like. He has like a very prehistoric thinking of the way how the world works, like in in terms of the relationship between men and women, like yeah, like to thinking that like men and women can't coexist in the workplace. I'm pretty sure if you were, we were to ask him about that, yeah, he would have a very strong opinion saying that that's not possible. So that's that's the vibe that I got from him. Yeah. So I got more of the male, the fragile male vibe, yeah, like the sort of, you know, like, like oh, not man. a soy boy, but like. Yeah, you know, not I'm necessarily not, a soy. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to be petty right now. Yeah, <laughs> not the time for that. Um, so that's the vibe that I got from him. Uh, just to throw that out there, uh, a little bit of a check in on the uh, polls coming in. Oshawa is NDP, like called NDP. Mm-hmm. Fifty two out of fifty two polls reporting. It's it, like Jennifer French has won that. Eglinton Lawrence went liberal. Jeez. Not a historically accurate, but surprising that three ridings in Toronto went liberal. Jeez. Um. So. Pretty, pretty, like, um, like I, like Don Valley West and East, both liberal, confirmed liberal. So I don't know what Marshall was talking about. Sorry, bud. Um, Brampton Center is now back flipped to NDP Mm. and Scarborough Guildwood has now flipped back to liberal. Mm. So the liberals are projected to win eight seats like this. So they'll officially maintain official party status. Um, but yeah, they've now called 68 seats for the conservatives. Wow. Um, it's looking like... We're looking at live images off, off your laptop, Marshall. Uh, not Marshall. Ones. That's oh, Thunder Bay's still liberal after all this time. Wow. It's always Thunder a big Thunder from... Not down under. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Oh, it's, it's kind of close. Okay. There's still like wow. 30 more polls to be reported. Uh, so we've... There have been many differences between personal issues and what the biggest issues are. Um, but uh, sorry, back to polls. Remember our question, which is what was the first poll that we called on the show? If you can answer that correctly, uh, we'll let you know it is in the general York region community. That's a hint. Um, and uh, it went blue, if that's uh, another hint. So the first poll that we called, you'll win the uh, $30 Toronto Eaton, Eaton, Toronto Eaton Center gift card. Valued at thirty dollars from Seal City, um, but back to the issues. People seem to have different opinions on what their biggest issues are and what the province's bi- biggest issues are. Um, why do you think that is? Don't do, uh, do you believe that? Me, <clears throat> at least I believe that. Oh, they called Thunder Bay for the Liberals. Okay. Oh, um, at least I believe that you know the biggest issues would maybe be the biggest issues for the province. So, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, I think that. You know, I've I've read, I've watched a lot of different interviews about how, and I and I hate doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm a hypocrite. Um, <laughs> Trump's election sort of awoke like the trolls of the world, and how a lot of these people that sort of have neck beards and live in their mom's basement sort of had their opinion validated. I'm not generalizing. I'm just saying right. that that's the brand of, of human that had their opinions validated. Are those trolls? Are those trolls, though? That, to me, though, those are what I consider okay. trolls. That's, like, my uh, definition of a troll. I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so, and I think that with that, I think a lot of, like, what has sort of leaked into Canada is that anyone's opinion... And no matter how radical it is, left and right, yeah. not just right, 
but left and right, um, you know, traditional or not, has sort of been validated. Uh-huh. And now no one knows what a big issue is because everybody has their own big issue. And for a long time, it would take a back seat. But now it hasn't. I mean, now, like now it's now at the front seat of a lot of people's minds. So that's that's what I think. Oh, what was the question fair. again? The question is, um, you know, why why is there a difference between what people, you know, people's personal biggest issue is yeah. with the province and what they think the biggest issue is for the province? Hmm. If you know what I mean. No, I was going to piggyback off something else, but... Um, so what? Why the biggest issue? Wait, like why are the, why do they say different things for what their biggest issues with the province and what yeah. they think the province's biggest issue is? Mm, I think because like everyone's like trying to have like their own personal interests in specifically, but I don't know. Like I feel like the most important thing like for like, a candidate is to actually look at the local issues because like the more the most people I talk to about like they, their biggest concern is just like hydro and how they're gonna pay for hydro and. It's like it's difficult because like, I've also watched this video about the CBC and it was showing how in this election there's more millennials posed to vote posed to vote than baby boomers in this election. So it's like we're gonna see what the effects of that. And it's like um, I think we the person who's representing the conservatives, who by the way actually is Daniel Cook from that old TV show. What? He was talking about yeah he's like an executive member for uh, Campus Conservatives for oh, University of Toronto. Oh my god, I yeah. remember that. Show. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he's talking like there, and he's talking about how like um, voters now they're poised to become well, actually the next generation of like so Gen Z they're poised they're poised to become the most uh, right wing set of uh, individuals. Yeah, and I've. Like what I was trying to relate it back to what Adam was saying, like with key voters and stuff, they're just relating it to, um, shit. Uh, they were just gonna. Do you want us to come back to you? Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. I'm just like it's losing my mind right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like it's been I can't a long focus. Night. I've been um, sweating all day. If, can I extend on that point a little yeah, bit? For yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Well, I think like you know, politics are downstream from culture. So I think whoever's winning. Actually, the I culture just remember will, what I was gonna say. Yeah, go for it. It was gonna be <laughs> that tr- like um. Like be the rise of Trump like, coming coming into office, it's actually given a lot of people who are more quiet about having conservative values. It's allowed them to open up and to be honest about that. And so now we've seen this massive blue wave right now in Ontario. So we're just seeing the repercussions of all of that. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So back to you, Will. Yeah, as I was saying, like politics are definitely downstream from culture, right? Like whoever's winning the culture war is really mm-hmm. uh, getting that ideology elected in, in the form of a party. And I don't think necessarily that the right is winning the culture war. Um, I, I just think the left is losing so badly. Um, I mean, we, we saw kind of political correctness, which I think is a great thing. It came from a good place. You know, uh, don't be a racist, don't be misogynist, don't be a homophobe. These are all great things. I, I, I totally agree with that sentiment. But they've gone so far to the point where, you know, this cultural appropriation argument's happening now. Like, can, can a white girl have dreadlocks? Like, honestly, who cares if she has dreadlocks? If she thinks that she, if she feels beautiful in those dreadlocks, let her have dreadlocks, mm-hmm. right? And people associate these, these radical, almost like too far from politically correct ideas with the left. Mm-hmm. And, and bring it back to what Jaquan was saying earlier, um, kind of about and, and what the guy in the video was saying too about people being fed up and, and all this stuff about men's rights. I'm, I'm by no means a, an MRA, a men's rights activist. But when you look at what the Ontario government's been doing in the last decade, I mean, I've gone to movies and I see government sponsored ads from the government of Ontario playing before the movie. And it's anti rape ads, which I think are great because rape is a real problem in this province, especially at universities and on campuses. There's definitely a rape culture. But at the end of the ad, the slogan is, if you don't help her, 
you're helping him. Oh, I've seen implying, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Implying yeah. that only men can rape and only women can be victims of rape, which is is totally hypocritical and against the entire feminist movement to begin with. And mm-hmm. the, that's an example of the left losing the culture war. When you talk about this Gen Z and this next generation coming up to be the most conservative generation, mm-hmm. it's because they're growing up and seeing propaganda like this. Like, this is government-funded, left-wing social justice propaganda. You know, conservatism is the new punk rock. It's the new anti-establishment. Yeah. If the establishment is shoving that down our throats, the kids are going to say, you know, F that. We, we want to go the other way. You know, the other day I was carrying a Doug Ford sign down uh, down Young Street going to my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I walked in place in front of a, you know, a kind of a rundown place, a shelter for homeless youth, uh, a, a great institution that I think does a lot of good in the community. And one of the, uh, the members of the community staying there um, showed at me, F the conservatives. And I said, why? And she said, well, Doug Ford wants to kill black people. <laughs> And, like, I don't know where she got this idea from, but, like, you know, people that are that radical and think that way are associated with the left. And that's why, that's really why I won't vote for the left is because people like that associate themselves with it. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't justify voting for the NDP if I know that they, not only do they have voters like that, but they actually have, like, candidates who have the same ideas. Like, these people posting Hitler memes and anti-candidate, anti-Christmas. It's just radical at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we are running out uh, short on time, so I want to just move on to the biggest issues that uh, I want to discuss on the show. So the first one, and we're going to spend between five and seven minutes on each, so it's not much time. It's going to be rapid fire. But the first issue is education. Um, and, you know, what do we think about the state of education under the liberals? You know, let's talk about the sex ed curriculum. A lot of people were opposed to that. A lot of people were for that. Um, let's talk about, you know, schools, closing, opening schools. Um, you know, what, how is education like the biggest as an issue? Um, can I go first? Does anybody else want to go first? I, I can go second. Okay. Third. He'll yeah. probably say a lot of what I'm going to say. So. <laughs> Do you want to go first? No. You, no? No, you go first. Sorry. Okay. This is the most Canadian. He also <laughs> just <laughs> called me Cret on live air. Oh what? my. He just, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> he just, never mind. It's a nickname. Um, Okay, so bigger than the sex ed curriculum, I'm for the sex ed curriculum. I think it's great. I think in the same conversation that we should have in educating young people to vote early, we should educate the idea of consent Mm -hmm. um, and uh, other aspects of sex education earlier than we are doing now. But the liberals really ruined public education in this province. The liberals sold off assets. They're selling fields. They're closing schools. They're closing pools. They're laying off staff. They're making, uh, they're using principals to be like to wear all these different multiple hats so that they don't need to hire more teachers. There's a salary freeze. There's a freeze on hiring. There's a freeze on moving schools. We've now not allowed children to skip grades because they don't want to go through the processing. Like, the liberals really, really, you know, effed up a lot of... Wait, they've not allowed students to skip? Yeah, because they don't want to go through all the different, like, paperwork and hurdles that... Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, also, like, the the disarray of books and, uh, like, how textbooks are crumbling and falling apart. The quality of you know, textbooks, yeah. air conditioning, heating. Like, I can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, 15 years the liberals have been in power, and it's just gotten worse mm-hmm. and worse and worse and worse. It's, like, one thing that I've always criticized, like, I, I feel like should be important if we're going to actually focus on education, because they are the future, obviously. Like, we're never going to not have children being using these using these public institutions yeah um he's like why don't they actually like renovate the schools 
They've never yeah. like truly renovated yeah. them. Like, yeah. They'll have portables, like maybe to like, extend yeah. just capacity and of the students. Portables are hot in the summer, but man. they've never truly renovated like, schools. And you see yeah. some schools that have like opened up, like what in like the '60s, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's like, like they, you look at the bathrooms, like they look archaic as fuck. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. No, and like the water pressure and say anyway. Yeah. And I get it. There's a whole underlying issue that like. Future generations are just not having children. Mm-hmm. It's a big problem. The birth rate is collapsing in the country. Well, because people are being smarter the and they province. want to save their money. They don't yeah. want to have a kid Smart. when they're like 20, 23 years old. I don't know if that's necessarily that. smarter, but like it's just. I'd like to think so. It's money least. wise. Uh, it's definitely money wise. Th- that's another thing I was going to talk about with education then. We, sh- we should be having those um, mandatory finance uh, courses to like teach yeah. um, kids how to properly manage their yeah. money at a younger age. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that it's just, it's a whole big thing that. I don't think the conservatives are going to do any better. Right. But I don't think... It's not their focus. Yeah, and um, I think that their focus is not on investment in anything. I think it's just cutting taxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. what was the phrase that, Will, you used earlier when we were outside? Sous vide? Uh, like cutting spending in, in Parliament? Oh, uh, Six Sigma. Six Sigma. Sous yeah. vide. Nice one. Six Very Sigma. Very close. <laughs> By the way, just shout out to my dad. He's watching. He said... Give that guy in the red shirt some munchies. He's biting his nails. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trying yeah. to pour him out, that's why. So, it's like... <laughs> so uh, that's my opinion on education. It's bad. Conservatives are not going to make it any better. Thank you all. Like and subscribe for more. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, would, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I would agree that like education is not on the top of like uh, the conservative agenda right now. Mm. But I think it should be. I, I really think it, I think education needs a huge reform right now. And I, I think we underestimate, um, how important education is. Like, Definitely. like, mm-hmm. like if we, we I'm, I'm against the sex ed education. <gasps> um, I leave I the know. studio I immediately. <laughs> we, I, I would say I'm, I'm very against it. I, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm one of those people who thinks necessarily that, um, this, these are conversations that only need to, ha- to be held at home. I think you can talk about it at school, but I think mm. the way you talk about it is very important. And I don't think the the argument, well, they're talking about it anyway. That that who cares? Like that's that's like saying we legalize weed because people. Well, okay. Oh, anyway, that's a whole I do. Um, I do have. But, s- oh no no but. Yeah. No, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. no go ahead, go ahead. No, no go ahead. No, you were, I'm listening. You were talking. I, I lost my train. Just keep going. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. Sorry. I just wanted to get, like, my my one, like, thing in. Um, education, for me at least, would is, like, one of the top things on my agenda, and that's probably why I lean. That's why I am left, um, because... Uh, and I've seen it firsthand. My mom is a teacher. Shout out to Miss Fitzpatrick. She is the greatest woman in the world. Um, <laughs> but I've seen her going through all sorts of things. Like I don't think I've, I don't think she's ever striked, at least to my knowledge. She does work for the Durham Board, but um, I've seen the things that she's had to go through in terms of things being cut. I remember uh, there used to be a system where you could pool uh, sick days, yeah. uh, and then they all got cut. Like, and she's been working for a really, really long time and just a bunch of stuff that she worked hard for that she does work hard for. It all got cut. And I saw that firsthand in the way that that affected her. And I know that the education system can be a bit of a mess. So, um, that's like my opinion on that. And also I, I do agree with the sex ed curriculum. Um, that's where we differ, but, But um, 
like I, yeah. I, I, I don't mean to put like put anyone on the spot, but if you actually like go through and read it, I, I can't even see most people telling like talking to their actual kids about this at that age. And Is there anything because, that's like specifically that's like got you like like or irks you like what they're talking about? Like um, nothing. Sp- I think overall, I think it's just far too. I would say invasive. Like I think I think there's certain things that like don't need to be spoken about in the classroom. Um, I I I I, just, I I think it's far too invasive. But I, then who is going to talk about it then? Because God the, knows that the parents aren't not not all parents are going to talk about this kind of situations with say. their kids, especially I, yeah. if they're coming from an immigrant family. They're just going to sweep all that stuff under the rug. God forbid they're going to talk about well, just even just heterosexual relationships, let alone homosexual or well, anything else that's like in the book like in the sex ed curriculum right we'll pull it all into secondary school yeah and we'll focus we'll focus uh, uh elementary school on like building healthy relationships yeah okay for sure that like, works so so then uh, let's let's um discuss in terms of education york university now the ndp said mm. that they wouldn't be supporting back to uh, back to work legislation um, which means unions could strike forever. Uh, it's been like, I'm what, curious. three months? It's, it's been, I think it's been like, yeah, something three like months, that. Yeah. I want to specifically hear Christina's opinion on this um, about, you know, because you said that you lean left, but then, you know, you look at the NDP and they don't support that. The liberals do, but what, what, what's your take on it? Um, so actually, that's, that's one thing that really conflicts me um, because this York University issue is like, it's a terrible situation. It's totally screwed over these students, uh, the plans that they have. Um, there's a system that they're supposed to follow, and they've totally uh, ruined that. And that's one thing that's pretty disappointing about the NDP, because I think that's something that should be really important. If you are paying for your education, um, this is your own hard-earned money being spent towards getting even more education, there should that that shouldn't even be a question about whether or not they get that education or not. Um, that's one thing I, I strongly disagree with with the NDP because I would hope that it would have been part of their uh, plan to have things like that um, diminished. And I don't know. I think it's I think it's an awful experience. Uh, Adam and I. I mean, probably all of us know tons of people that go to York and. Um, oh yeah. It's just yeah. it's like they're stuck it's, in limbo right now. Yeah, and it's and it's totally screwed. It affects the way their future is going to pan out now, and that's mm-hmm. not their fault. That's their money. That's the money that they spent towards that. Why should anyone else have control over that? Mm-hmm. So, that is probably I. I have to say that's something I really disagree with, and uh, yeah, I'm yeah. glad that that was something that the liberals were Con- considering, considering this election. Though, like since we have like a lot of PC support. Um, from Ontarians, like I would see that like some people would try to try to find a way to create a solution for this problem by privatizing that union. I believe no, is it yeah. is it a union? Right? No, it was it, it was it's more. A, it is a union. Yeah, but right. It was more so the trick was just to push back to work legislation. Yeah, yeah. but like what I'm saying though is like. Like, in the long if they, run, in the long run, if they were to privatize something like that, because yeah. we've seen the government privatizing, what was it, the garbage industry, like the garbage yeah. like, uh, recycling stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like I don't know if people are going to think like to avoid those kind of problems where like your a university is closed for I months don't know. I don't as know. like yeah. privatization you know, of its employees as a mean, meaningful solution. This really shines a light though on on the real NDP, and you know they like to paint this picture that they're for the little guy and mm-hmm. and they're for you know the the little independent voter who isn't represented by the two major parties. 
But what they're showing is they're not for the little guy at all. They're actually for the big union. The NDP always has been the union party. And look, there's nothing wrong with unions. I think workers should have the right to collectively bargain for fair wages and, and good standards to work at. We're not working in a dangerous environment. Mm-hmm. Where you really get an issue is where the union becomes a public sector union for an essential service. Mm-hmm. I would include education in that. It's definitely an essential service, especially when you have students paying like God knows how much at York University to take these classes and they can't even attend them. Because, you know, the teachers want, you know, another another car or an addition on their house. Yeah. But uh, it's, the NDP is really setting a precedent without uh, back-to-work legislation. Like, teachers are one thing, and yes, they're a very important part of our society. But what happens when another public sector union goes on strike? Let's say the nurses go on strike, and the NDP doesn't push for back-to-work legislation. How many people are going to die because the NDP needs to be, uh, you know, politically just in their morals and, and take take their ideals to the extreme? The NDP truly is an extremist party, and and they're trying to pretend that they're not, and they're for the little guy. But that's another hot take of tonight. That's exactly wow. what they are. Okay. Um, Sorry, I but- just need to interject really quickly. I think <laughs> no, 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 not at Will's comment. Uh, I think the Libs just lost official party status. No. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, it's oh, six. All right. Boy. Yeah. And uh, like, I'm just, just wow. rattled. Yeah, and uh, Doug, <laughs> Doug Ford won by almost nine thousand votes in his rise. Wow. Well, I mean, congrats we- to v- Victoria. Okay. She's uh, his daily but planner. Why? So, I mean, why? 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 I know we kind of like talked about it a little bit earlier. Kathleen's like, barely scooting through right now. <laughs> why? Why are so? People, are you serious? Look at why are this. people so willing to vote NDP or Conservative over the Liberal Party? I like, think I because the Liberals. One, I think it's because the Liberals. Sorry, I don't mean to. No, but, but, but just because I think the Liberals have been in power for 15 years, and I think whether you go liberal, uh, whether you go NDP or Conservative, it is a change, mm. and that's I think what people want, regardless if mm. that change is good or extreme on both ends Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of uh, yeah yeah. i think we're seeing something similar as like to what happened in the states with um the when was that 2015 um i i think what we're seeing is and it's kind it kind of sucks that people more so aren't even voting for what they really want to vote for what they're passionate about and there's this like system of strategic voting going on uh which is the same thing that you saw in the u.s you know people voting for one thing just because they don't want to give the vote to somebody else um and i can admit i'm guilty of doing that um but I think there's this uh, this system in place where where people just are voting one way or the other just to avoid that liberal vote or to take away the votes from the PCs or to take away the votes from the NDPs. But I'd say there's a there's a pretty even div- not even divide, but it's pretty much between the PCs and the NDPs right now. Um, and I, I think a lot of those votes are maybe liberals who uh, thought that the party was kind of screwed and kind of just was like, I have to choose either one or the other. Um, so there's this system of having to strategically vote right now, which, yeah. like I said, we saw with the Trump um, election. Yeah, no, this, and, that's what happened with Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania flipping yeah. Trump. It was the steel workers and sort of the Rust Belt tired of, of Democratic negligence. And I think that a lot of people are tired of liberal negligence. Yeah. Um, and I just want to jump in here, but um, but <laughs> will. Um, but based based on the fact that nobody was able to answer that question, um, uh, we'll we'll make an easier question: Which party does not support back to work legislation? You answer that question, you win that thirty dollar gift card to the Eaton Center. Um, but we have about, I'd say, twelve minutes to discuss two topics, which are healthcare and economy. So let's 
we we gotta have to rush through them. Five minutes on healthcare. Um, what would Ford do? What has uh, Win done? Or and what would Andrea Horvath do? I've said enough about healthcare. Someone <laughs> else take this. I think I saw something from McLean saying that uh, Doug Ford wants to like lower the cost of like uh, betting or something, like, or not betting, but the like the like for patients to like stay in a bed. Yeah, yeah. and I think then he wanted to add more. He wanted, he, wanted to add, he wanted to add yeah, more he beds. Wanted to add yeah, seven thousand hospital beds. Yeah. That's what it is. But like at the like the plan, like I guess like if you tr- crunch the numbers for like the maintenance fee for like, maintaining just one bed, under the NDP NDP plan it would be like seventy three thousand. Under the Liberal it would be like just under seventy. And under PC under Doug Ford's plan it's gonna be like the cost is like five thousand dollars per bed, which is like. Like how good is that bed going to be for that patient? Yeah, if it's going to be costing so much little in comparison to what both party other parties wanted to spend, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you can actually pull up the article right there, the second one, the uh, in the other tab. It, you can scroll down and you can look at the last minute voting guides of healthcare, and you can mention it. Where yeah. is it right there? Right there, you just passed. It. Oh, plus. Yeah. What? Which one do you, what do you want to talk um, about? Just talk about what would each person do? Like skim through it. Yeah. All right. So then the liberal was proposing a free prescription drugs for children, youth and seniors, an extra eight hundred twenty two million dollars for hospitals for the next year, 19 billion in 10 years for additional uh, hospital projects, six hundred and fifty million dollars over three years for home care and an extra two point one billion dollars for mental health and addiction. Yeah. Uh, NDP you know, PC platform was very similar in terms of implementing. They're going to implement more money for uh, mental health and addiction. And. What is it? Free dental care for low-income seniors, and yeah, there go the long care, long-term care beds for over five years, uh, and then they just want to cut hospital wait times and end hallway medicine. But they've yeah. just said that in such a bland and like, uh, like, like I want to see like what what does that mean by that? And that because it's in air quotes. And NDP just literally just wants to put as much money as possible into every single public institution, yep. and just pray for the best and. What's yeah? We'll see how it goes, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to see what's gonna happen now, like with what the compromise is gonna be between the conservatives and the peas, and I mean for healthcare. Yeah. So yeah. Like what like what what they are gonna cut, what they're not gonna cut. So. And okay. we were talking about mm-hmm. before um, the fact that Ford is um, uh, suggesting more funding for like mental health yeah. and addiction, which I really like. I think. Yeah. I think everyone's yeah. been a very like big proponent for that especially yeah yeah we haven't uh focused on that as much as a as a we should government mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh and before we go forward i just want to congratulate rob onaville we changed the question to what party doesn't support back to work legislation and he has answered ndp so congratulations to rob you've won a Yay. 30 dollar toronto eaton wow. center gift card Yay. A little more enthusiasm, I guys. Come on. I am very jealous, to be completely honest with you. So congratulations. What's his name? Rob? Rob Onaville. You go, Rob. So you've won a $30... You go, uh, Glenn Eaton- Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Eaton Center gift card, courtesy of Seal City. Um, now, let's move forward to... He's going to um, probably spend it all on socks. Yeah. yeah. That's my that guess. Might be, Not a bad investment. Yeah, $30 worth of socks. You'll never, you'll never go bad with socks. Like, it's never a bad purchase. Socks are in fashion right now. Check, oh, <laughs> yeah. do you want to check out these bad boys? Oh, God. Oh, oh boy. Let's see. Oh, he's actually Are those funny. palm trees? Oh, they're they? pink flamingos. Pink flamingos. <laughs> Love them. I like yeah. it. I like it. Um, so, before we... Uh, continue to the last uh well we still have more healthcare and economy to talk about right mm-hmm. but before we continue let's mention our third and final prize and that winner will actually be be announced uh at the end of the show um but that's coming from Vaughn Pizza Fest um our grand prize winner will be getting two free 
front stage tickets to Von Pizza Fest, which which is a total value of a hundred dollars. Obviously provided by Von Pizza Fest. Now, what is it? It was founded by Remo Paladini. Um, it's the premier pizza festival in the GTA featuring 25 pizzerias from across Ontario. The World Pizza Eating Championship featuring world champion eater Joey Jaws, Chestnut, as well as live wrestling and tons of live music from your favorites, including DJ Polly D. Wow. Stevie B. DJ Paulie D. Yeah, Stevie B. And Lil Susie. Now, I don't know who the other two are, but I only listen to Celine Dion, so that might be because of that. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. So, I just want to give a shout out. Theodore, if you're watching this, can you please get those tickets? Try to win them. If you've been listening, get them. You got to comment. You got to comment. Get them. Comment and get them. Thank you. <laughs> so now I'd love those tickets too, right? But alas, they're not for me. Therefore, our most active commenter on the show today, which will be decided in about 15 minutes, even potentially tomorrow. So you still have time to win. Um, but let's go back to healthcare. Um, let's talk about, you know, we, we mentioned hospital wait times, but is there anything else anyone wants to mention about healthcare? Daniel? Um, I think I saw something else from the NDP platform that for to enhance, because they want to implement Pharmacare, maybe a switch of using generics instead. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that actually would be, um, is that something they're actually seriously considering? Or? So what their plan is, is they want to have universal Pharmacare. Far- okay. So it's the coverage of, of the top 125 most used medicines, mm-hmm. and then a debate about adding additional medicines onto after that. Mm-hmm. And the wise decision would be to buy the generic brand. Yeah. Because the generic brand does, does the exactly exact- the same, same thing, thing, but a ridiculously lower cost. Yeah. So if you're going to have, you know, government-run uh, universal pharmacare, mm-hmm. that would be the wisest decision. So mm-hmm. that was the sort of support of the. That's something that I can get. I can get my my hand around. Yeah. Um, it. <laughs> I don't know if the I don't know if Doug Ford is going to cancel what the cons- what the liberals have done for mm-hmm. the free. Uh, Wait, like, oh, yeah, plus you mean? Or? Yeah. No, for the free pharmacare for people under 25. But That's we'll awesome. see. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Will or <laughs> Jake want to. You want yeah, you want them ahead. to cut that? Yeah, you want I, them to? I mean, I think this is all part of the economy uh, mm. discussion, if we can even move into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's move on to that. We're going to talk about the... Oh, Theodore's watching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, This is a test, and I guarantee he hasn't been watching the whole time, so there's no <laughs> chance. But um, Still, you never know. We'll but uh, economy. Let's talk about the debt. Let's talk about jobs. Let's talk about uh, GDP. Let's talk about the province. Um where where should we where where do you want to begin? Uh, let's go to Will. Oh, thank begin you. us. Uh, uh, start <laughs> us off. Begin All right. Us. You know the the economy is kind of something that I'm really passionate about. So I think it's the most important issue to me when I go to the ballot and vote. Uh, for me, the biggest issue on in this whole election, I, I know I know there were a lot, but for me, it was the carbon tax, and only one party was absolutely against the carbon tax, and that was the Progressive Conservative Party. Yeah. And uh, the reason I think the carbon tax is so bad it's not because i hate the environment or anything like that actually i actually think there's a really strong ethical argument against the carbon tax and a really strong environmental argument against the carbon tax number one the carbon tax everyone wants to say it's some cap and trade that all the factories are going to pay and they're going to pollute less it's really not what it is what the carbon tax is doing is adding 30 cents a liter to your gasoline at the tank you know when i last time i filled up my tank it was like a dollar 35 almost a dollar 40 sometimes to fill per liter to fill my car and that's just really absurd. And additionally, you want to look at the cost of hydro. 
Uh, one of the reasons the cost of heating your home is rising so much is because because of the carbon tax as well. What the carbon tax is doing is actually, it's not a big punishment on giant corporations who can afford it anyway. It's really a tax on the middle class and specifically the lower class. You see, the carbon tax is actually a regressive tax. It's the opposite of this idea where the rich people pay a higher percent. With the carbon tax, the poor people actually pay a higher percent of, mm-hmm. of their effective income. Because let's say the low-income earner spends, uh, you know, the same amount on gasoline and heating their home as the, the middle class or wealthier earner, which they do. It's not like they're driving any more or less. It's not like they're going to quit their job if the price of gas goes up five cents. No one has any choice but to pay these fixed costs. But mm-hmm. these fixed costs as a total percent of your total income are much a, a much higher percent when you're a low-income individual as opposed to a middle-class or high-class individual. So therefore, the carbon tax is actually a tax on the poor, and it benefits the rich. It's actually against everything that the NDP and the Liberals say they supposedly stand for. Additionally, it doesn't do anything to help climate change whatsoever, which I totally yeah. believe in. I think there is man-made climate change. But the carbon tax doesn't fix that. It's not like, oh, you know what? Gas just went up 30 cents a liter. I guess I'm just going to quit my job and not drive to work anymore. I guess I'm not going to heat my home in the winter. Like, we would die. We have no choice but to pay this ridiculous carbon tax, right? It's not really making any impact on the environment at all. All it does is harm the economy and the the worst off in the economy. So let's say that, like, you, like, had, like, uh, we're whispering behind the ear of uh, Rob Ford, like, in terms of the carbon tax stuff. Would you, like, be doing, like, what Saskatchewan is doing and, like, challenging the, like, going through the Supreme Court to challenge, like, what the federally mandated carbon tax is? Because, like, they've said that, like, you like they're forced to implement one or else they're just going to use the federal carbon tax yeah absolutely i think they're doing totally the right thing yeah i think what you're seeing uh with saskatchewan and now in ontario is an enactment and a representation of the will of the people um jay i i what, what more is there to say i mean that was that was, that was mm-hmm. i agree one whole like a hundred percent um but like the main reason i think um a lot of people supported doug was because of um scrapping the scrapping the carbon tax um it wasn't a a, a big key issue for me but i understand why it is for a lot of people um and i absolutely agree with what you're saying about um like poor people ending up paying more um and also i think um I don't have the answer to it, but I don't think it's the best way to to um, uh, discourage um, um, bad behavior, like bad environmental behavior. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's the most like thought through idea. Well, um, I sorry, I'm just a little shocked by what Adam has. Uh, not Adam. Daniel has just. It's, it's oh yeah, you here. saw me doing it. What did you just pull up? Um, I I just saw something pull up, but they just posted like three minutes ago that Kathleen was stepping down as leader of the Ontario Liberal Party. That doesn't surprise oh, me. Oh wow. No, like yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's why I just wanted to see like a confirmation in- of that. So Jeez. it's interesting though yeah. because I remember <laughs> that she said like Goodbye. in the campaign that even if she doesn't become premier, she's still going to stay on as an MP, but. Or MPP. Yeah. I heard so it, that. It, it's, th- it's funny, though, because like, they just posted this. It's, like, it's still not clear whether Wynn will win her seat in her writing. <laughs> and it's like, it's like <laughs> damn, like, I just... Wait, I so just has not that, that hasn't been called. I don't know. Like, she won it. I'm pretty sure she won it. Like, it's very close right now. Like, I think one of, like, uh, Adams and I friends, uh, Zagros, he's, like, talking about how, like, um, how close the writing is right now, like, in yeah. terms of votes. It's still not 100% yet, so... How long do you guys think it will take the Liberal Party to to recover from this? Three two, elections. Two. I'm, I'm saying three elections. Three elections. Really? Wow. Yeah. 
That's huge. Man, this is going to take a lot Adam of is a bit of a fortune teller, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can, can um, I ask a question, too? Like, who's going to replace Kathleen Wynn? Yeah. this is huge now. For mm. me, I think it's going to be John Tory, but what yeah. do you guys all think? No, really? no, 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 no. I don't think it's really? going to be John Tory. I don't think... I, I yeah. think That's my prediction. I think the MP for our writing actually is a good contender, Michel Couteau. I think that now that he's won his seat, he's sort of like the last liberal, you know, stand in the province or whoever is representing Ottawa Vanier because Ottawa Vanier is mm. has been liberal and will be liberal forever, I think. Mm-hmm. Um so I think Michel Couteau is a very driving force and I think they need some, you know, like Kathleen Wynne had the had the breakthrough as the first openly gay leader. Mm-hmm. I think that the liberals need to shake things up a little more. And Michel Couteau is one he's black. Two, he's a member of like the Canadian Black Caucus and very active in the mm-hmm. Canadian Black community. So I think that that might be an advantage for the Liberals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I have no idea. That I could be very biased because he's I my think, MP. But, you know, I think Liberals playing like identity politics. Politics is kind of like what got them in the situation already. To be honest, like I, I don't think that will like help at all. And like I, I don't know about John Ter- Tory. I, I could see that, but I don't no, know. No, but he's running again for base- mayor. Like, th- and this might be like kind of like raunchy to say, but based on what I just said, I don't see the Liberal Party um, electing a-, a white male to be to be the leader. Yeah, yeah. Is that, in my opinion, though, like, is that not their problem that they're like so down this social justice path yeah. that, yeah, like they're shooting That's, themselves yeah. in the foot? Like, yeah. honestly, if the Liberals went a little closer to the right, they'd probably smoke the NDP and probably the Conservatives. For sure, Ontario is a pretty liberal place. The Liberals just took from the NDP, play- NDP playbook this whole election cycle. Yeah. So the thing is, like, I, I get where you're coming from. Like, I, I agree with your argument to a certain extent, but the NDP tried that. They tried to go further right last election. Like, if you look at their platform from last election, it looked almost center, center right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they tried that route to sort of appeal to more conservative voters. And they didn't go up or down in seats. They stayed the same. So I think that... Uh, well, like, the most undecided voters are liberals, so it's like... The thing is, the NDP and the conservatives share about 5% of the same voter base, mm-hmm. but the liberals and NDP share about 14% of the same voter base. Yeah. So it all comes down to who can jump from what ship to the other. Exactly. And the conservatives are going to have their supporters do or die no matter what. So I think that... Um, I don't know. It's 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 a sad day for for liberals and for the liberal party, obviously. But yeah. it's like it's deserved. We, it's yeah. It's, it's well a deserved. long time coming. Yeah, I think, not, I think we can all long time that. coming. I, yeah. I, I, I as much as I hate Doug Ford, if I haven't made that clear already, then I failed. But I think it's deserved. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just it's, hopefully they rise from the ashes and just try to come with like. Well, you like know what? The federal liberals did it. Anything mm, is possible. It's scary, but but uh, I mean times are changing. Yeah. Looking at the fact that, you know, the Ontario Liberals are gone, do you think the, just a ballpark question, but do you think the federal Liberals are going to win the next election? I don't know. Mm, yes. No. You, I you think they're going to lose less. Think Trudeau would lose? I think they're going to lose seats um, for sure. Yeah. They'll I, lose seats. I think, th- I think Trude. okay, it's hard to say, but I think um, Trudeau has... Um, I don't know. He's 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 built himself up off of this platform and he's not even sticking to most of the stuff that he said he was going to do or that, um, you know, I I think he if he does lose uh, the position, it's because people don't trust him. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, that's fair. As they shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Hot take. Um, (laughs) 
I think that that's really it. Um, that uh, we still got seven minutes, but uh, I'll, I'll start wrapping up. But that was our summer special 2018. Um, thank you to everyone that tuned in and commented. Uh, we've got, I, I believe, over 100 comments. Um, your participation is key uh, to us being able to do what we do. Again, I got to thank uh, Sean Haswell for giving me access to the damn building to do the whole show. <laughs> Lori Beckstead for approving the show to begin with. And Kevin Konarzewski who helped make this studio function properly. Um, you know, as well as the EDC who's given us a bunch of equipment to use. Um, this show wouldn't have been possible without you. I'd also like to thank Adam, Daniel, Marshall, Jaquan, um, Christina, and Will all of you uh for being on the show um you honestly you you guys make the show right without you guys there's no show and um it, it's so great to hear differing opinions and to actually have legitimate discussions um on the show because i believe that that's something that that we need um to have more of so thank, thank you, you guys man. we couldn't have done it without you you really well, are the obviously. the glue of this this boat that Tappy. holds it together and the captain of the ship Is there any so other closing you. comments yeah. sorry i dozed off there this was uh, a lot of fun yeah, this yeah was it was. Awesome. thank you so much for having me guys i'm happy it was so constructive too yeah, you know, like yeah. people with a bunch of differing yeah. ideologies i think it says a lot that we can all come together and have a civil d yeah. discussion yeah. about you know, it and i would say i learned a lot as well yeah just, is, yeah. absolutely yeah well, I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. Um, and again, thank you for being here, especially Will being uh, last minute. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Um, and uh, we'll hopefully be back in September for season five of the Robin Report. Um, we still got a couple minutes. Is there any last words you guys have to say? You good know? luck. <laughs> <laughs> Twas a good night. Good luck to all of us. It was now honestly. Now, sorry, go ahead. I just want to say, was it more or less shocking than Trump winning? More, because there's more of an impact. Really, like in terms of like personal impact or just you know? Uh, personal, definitely Fair. not. Yeah, like yeah. Um, I equally. called Trump winning three weeks before the election happened. I I saw both winning, to be honest. I really polls, hope for the end Polls lie, though. Mm. Yeah. Polls are good at telling, I think, what's going on, not really what will happen. True. That's a, that's that's, a really that's, good point. That's mm -hmm. my kind of... That's wisdom. Yeah, I don't yeah that, that is... That is like right bars. there on someone. Bars. Yeah. One more wow. time for us? Tweet that right now. Wow. <laughs> I know, yeah. Polls have a general idea of... Like, what's you, going on, yeah, not you what say will it. happen. I don't want to play No, you, you, you summarized it even better than I did. <laughs> bars. Yeah. We'll take your soundbite. Guys, personally, I couldn't be happier. You know, we got dollar beers now. Shout out to Doug Ford. You know, he called this campaign for the people, but it's really for the boys. You know, dollar beers for the boys. Let's crack some cold ones. Let's have a great summer, guys. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, anyone can support that vote. Like, you don't have to be from the left or right to support uh, cracking a couple cold ones with the boys. So. I would take health care over dollar beers. <laughs> that is a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really it. We'll ho again hopefully be back for season five. Um, I once again just want to thank um, our sponsors. Uh, so the first one is Wolf of Palooza. Thank you for the $25 Renz gift card. Uh, then we also want to thank Seal City for the $30 uh, Eaton Center gift card. And then lastly, our giveaway, our main giveaway sponsor, Von Pizza Fest, um, which the winner will be announced tomorrow. So we're going to leave you guys in suspense. The winner's going to be uh, announced tomorrow. We'll see if Teodor wins. <laughs> 
We'll see. Um, but uh, definitely great show. And um, from all of us at The Robin Report, thank you very much for tuning in. And we'll hopefully see you in September. Buenas noches. Have a good night. <laughs> Stay beautiful. <laughs>